0: what is going on guys it's the nightwing at way of life esports coming at you guys with another league of legends video here today this is rift insight season one episode 21. that's actually really crazy just started this uh this year for this type of show and we're already at 21 episodes so i am actually pretty happy with that and now as you guys already know the 2020 off season has been absolutely crazy there's the new tsm rumors that double if might not play if the sword art deal falls through but you know what do you think personally
1: um i've heard rumors that they picked up Huni purely for the uh what's it called purely for the uh for him to be on the academy rosters a few things that i've heard they're not going to be playing him if sword art doesn't come over sword art's having these issues but i expect that to be resolved and like, in the coming future, I don't think that's going to be something that we're going to have to worry about too much. I mean, I liked – I don't know what I'm going to feel about douglas right now. As it stands, ADC is not in the best shape, but, again, it looks like it's shifting, like, dynamically towards more carry-oriented, like, ADC. So I, I do think he's going to be in a better shape than he is like was this year, at the very least.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's a lot of decisions to make right now in the offseason, because when you kind of factor in, like, if Sword Art doesn't come through, who would play support for them? Like, they don't have a support uh, in their academy team because Treats went to SK Gaming, so that's kind of how that would work. They would have to get someone completely different, or you'd have to try and scramble to find another player. I personally, right now, would do, like, a little a little backup plan. Like, if Sword Art doesn't potentially come through, just get another guy, but I mean, that's the problem. And that's you had to pay itself. him
1: if you did that. So you can't really just grab as many people as you can because then you'd have to grab a bad player. Like, you Mm -hmm. you really just can't afford to grab all these players. Like, I think the big thing that I have... I think they probably tried to get Kyrie. I heard that as a rumor for a little bit, and it might not have panned out, and that might be the reason as to why they don't have like an actual team right now. Or at least, like, a competent support. But at the same time... Well, they had a competent support and sort out. I don't think they're gonna have a problem though. Like... I don't think that this is going to be a, like an overlaying problem that they're really going to have to work towards on the later. I think they'll time.
0: eventually have their whole roster. I think this, this is just a. People yeah. are just kind of freaking out for no reason. I, th- I think they'll have their whole I'm just, roster. I, think, I haven't heard I'm anybody. Just not, I'm just not super hyped on the TSM roster. Like, I still think they, they'll probably be around top four, but, it, but it's going to be like a team that's going to have a lot of issues because the problem with like double lift is gonna be the problem with playing with Sword Art. Like, it, it, the bot lane might pop off and might be a really good bot lane. Like, if he has Sword Art, I think it'll, it'll be a really strong bot lane. The issue here is, like, will Doublelift's, uh, play style of mesh of Sword Arts? I don't think it will, personally. I mean, but...
1: again, I think with the strengths of which Support is at, again, right now, as it stands, Support and ADC are in a pretty weird position where they both honestly don't have the, uh, income to be able to support like the i like again right now support doesn't have the income to get to that second item because when you usually finish the first item you you actually don't have the income because your support items usually finished by then to be able to build a second item because the 500 gold increase 500 to close to a thousand gold increase from what was usually the first item you bought in support that's one thing ADCs right now have only one clear build path that actually makes sense it's really kind of hindered the versatility of the picks unless you're playing like kaisa so, like, you really, there's there's a lot of things that are kind of, like, questionable at this season, but at the same time, I think that, honestly, I have no problem with double Doublelift being with a supportive, like, a roaming ADC. He's done it many times. That was, like, that was Aphromoo's play style. That's, that was CoreJJ's play R- style. JJ. It's been half of the, the only one,
0: one that didn't happen with was Ole. I mean That's the only one that didn't happen with.
1: It's, it's literally been most of his, like, kind of ADCs he's played with have been these supportive ADCs that have been roaming on their map on him. Like, I, I have no problem with him being on the team. I have no problem with Sword Art. It's whether or not, first of all, sword art's, um, sword art's specific play style is going to translate over regions because, again, I think that it's really reliant on him being able to communicate for, with his team, his specific play style. So we'll have to see whether or not that actually is something he's able to do first off. And second of all, I think that I'm going to have I'm, – I'm not sure exactly what's going to go on with, uh, with a with Ahuni. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of Ahuni we're going to be getting in this situation because, again, I've had – I mean, he's really been inconsistent this year, but he seems to be – he seems to start playing well when something is on the line, so maybe that's when it's going to matter. But uh, there's going to be a lot of growing pains for this team because there's so many different voices, there's so many different personalities, and they're all pretty like abrasive in terms of just comparing to the rest of the league. Like There's a lot of different uh, like ways people talk to each other, like uh, people interact with their teammates on this team, and I'm not sure how that's going to translate into a team that really has no really, – incredibly defined leader right now like honestly who would you say is the leader of this team right now there's so many people who previously before this were on the leader of their team who always been the leader of his teams like power of Beavons, Double is the leader of leader team.
0: Of team. Double
1: always the leader of his teams we have Sordar, who's pretty much one of the one of the more influential people on the teams he plays on so like we're gonna have a lot of people we're gonna have to get used to the idea of being the maxi player and being that person that kind of listens to calls instead of initiating them I mean again there's gonna to to be
0: a lot of but that's the but that's what i was gonna bring up earlier was that power of evil joining also puts him in a leadership role too like tsm the brand puts mid as their leadership role like it like can power of evil be like a bjergsen a reginald like where reginald back in the day micromanaged everybody like bjergsen like i don't think he micromanaged everybody but like the pedigree of being the tsm mid laner means you have to be a leader Like, is Power of Evil really that player where he can take that leadership role? And is that going to be too much pressure where it's going to negatively impact his gameplay as well? That's the problem, too. Like, there's so many issues with the TSM roster that I don't think a lot of people are noticing. Like, you do have if Power Power of Evil, Sword Art. Like, Spica's going to be, like, a middle-of-pack jungler. I don't think his world... His World 2020 performance is going to translate very, very well in terms of, like, that's going to be him at his peak. He's not going to have that consistently. Then you have Hooney, and, like, Hooney is just a consistent coin flip. Like, Hooney is basically blabber in the top lane. Like, that's kind of just what it is. Like, they have good pieces that can work if it comes together, but if it doesn't, you you get a really bad team. Like, this team could be really bad, actually, because... Like, the narrative with Sword Art is he did really well at Worlds 2020, but, like, Sword Art wasn't that good at the first part of the year. Like, is Worlds 2020 the Sword Art we're going to see in the LCS, still? That's also a problem people don't bring up. Like, I get Sordar played really well at the 2020 World Championship, but is that consistently how we're going to see Sword I mean... Art, though?
1: I, I definitely think it is. I mean, I think or Sword Art, for the most part, has been playing moderately well. It, I think, that, again, but he was played
0: part, that way through SOFM. He's not playing that way. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 That's not true. That's 100% not true. He, he initiated most of the, the mid-game, early-game aggressive team fights that was not coming from SOFM. SOFM was just somebody that participated in them and was mechanically skilled. Like, Sword Art was the initiator with a lot of these things, and I think. One of the big things that I'm actually gonna say is that we don't have to have a mid lane leader. I don't care what the preemptive, what the the old the old guard of uh, TSM has been like, that is not really required for any roster just because the previous rosters had them. Okay. Like that's just the reality of it. I don't know if Power of Evil is gonna be the roster. It's just gonna be kind of weird for me to say that Power of evil is on a roster where he's not the leader because it just doesn't seem like a playstyle. He doesn't really have that playstyle that is it isn't like losership ask but again again at the same time ignore was usually the facilitator for the most part he really did initiate a lot of the stuff so maybe that's actually what they're expecting to do with sword art sort of it's going to be the the uh leader and on top of that i mean I, I think one of the big problems is that we actually started talking about how cooney's gonna start speaking korean because he can speak to a sword art and then we didn't realize that sword art was taiwanese this whole time and i completely forgot about that part so that
0: like that really doesn't like that's even i mean that kind of that's like entertain what's that word intangible like taiwanese korean doesn't like they can't speak to each other that's good yeah i i I didn't
1: even think about that like honestly they probably can't
0: i mean it's still the same same problem
1: the thing about it is a lot of people are saying that he can actually speak a considerable amount of english so honestly it might not actually make a difference like English is sp- spoken in a lot of other languages at the very least at a basic level. That is a good point. There may be two, yeah, that's just the reality of how these kind of things work. We have a lot of people who are gonna be in a situation where they're gonna to have to take the back seat. and they've never done that in their entire career. So like, will this translate into something that they're actually able to do? Because I've, I've, uh, I'm I've, not sure what this is gonna be like. We have a situation where everybody's gonna to have to kind of transition from their previous roles. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this roster has a lot of talent. But um, at the same time, it seems like there wasn't a lot of thought process to put the players together themselves. Like, it could work out. Again, there's always the possibility of everybody being able to fit into their new roles. But at the same time, like, I just, I don't know. It just, it sometimes it just feels like Reginald puts names on a plate and just like, oh, these are good players and throws them Well, they had the
0: choice. They had the choice of Licorice and Hooney, and they went with Hooney.
1: It's up to them. Like, honestly, like, Hooney has the international play to back, I guess. I don't know. I mean, no. I don't know why you go with <laughs> It's true, though. Like, honestly, it, it, internationally, Licorice is nowhere near as successful as Hooney is, and that's just a fact. That's just without a doubt. But that doesn't really matter. I don't go, like to go on athletes, and it's just almost a given fact that Licorice has been better for the majority of his career recently.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
1: ever since Licorice has came into league, I feel like Licorice has been the better player of the two, besides maybe the first year. Like, but, people,
0: uh, people forget, like, Hooney was Ben. Hooney was in – like, he was on DIG. He had that $2.1 million contract that, you know – was a big, big talking point in the 2019 offseason. Then he got benched by going to EG Academy because they, they were playing Kumo, and he did not look good. Like, do people just forget these things? No, no, no. Like, the, in the playoffs. When, when he went to the playoffs, he was average. Don't say, I, I, don't say
1: average. Don't say average. That's not true. That was literally – he played he did, extremely well. He did better he was,
0: than, expe- than expectations.
1: And you're really underselling him. He was actually one of the best performers inside of the playoffs for that given amount of time that he played. It's just – that's just how it was. Like – taking away his credentials just because it doesn't line up with the rest of them is, is unfair. Like he, he, he legitimately played well in the playoffs. That's a given, like, that's just how it is. The rest of his team underperformed drastically. So they weren't able to pull out a win right there. And a lot of people like to look in retrospect and say, maybe he wasn't that good this year, but uh, he did have his times where he did actually shine. Uh, maybe this is going to be a situation where we see him able to come back to life. Because again, you've been a lot of rosters where there hasn't been too much hope. There hasn't been a lot of talent except for maybe his clutch gaming roster. But, uh, they, that was another situation where I think there was a lot of there, there was a whole situation of too many personalities on the same team, and they had to go with a uh, Cody Sun again. I think their ceiling was lower with him, but at the same time, they had a lot more people, like people willing to take the the more pass around the game.
0: But I you mean, understand why the TSN fans would be mad that they got Hooney over Licorice. I mean, I think that again
1: it's gonna we're gonna have to see what happens towards the later half of it but I agree like if you look at it from this season you're like what is going on with this this decision <laughs> it doesn't make sense but at the same time like i don't know i mean we're gonna have to see if it pans out i just don't expect it to it just doesn't, doesn't
0: if Sardar and Spica could develop some good synergy it could work out like that's what I that's what I'm thinking right now because like power of evil is really good I think power of evil is one of the top mids right right now going into the lcs you have perks jensen power of evil i mean who else is going to be really competing with those three like power fox demonte i mean maybe i mean but but they're going to be at worst like fourth best mids you could have a, you, you could guys i'm being honest here there could be a legitimate tie between the fourth best mid between power and demonte if it pans out but even at that peak that's the fourth best mid that's still not gonna eclipse power of evil jensen or perks that's still going mean, to be a problem
1: there too. I want to point out, I feel like one of the few things that I want to say about uh, DeMonte is I've never, I actually feel like he's never actually had a solid team around him that's really worked together properly. I still think he has a lot of talent and I still think he can be one of the more capable mid laners out of the EU. I mean, out of NA. I still think that he's probably one of the more talented players inside of the NA in terms of just mid laners that are native. He's probably the most talented native mid laner that I've seen so far. Like, I do think that he has the capabilities to be able to do something, but. Again, it's, it's not about how much talent he has. It's about can he stack up to other people in the other regions or even, honestly, domestic people who are imported. Can he stack up against them? And I, I don't know what that's going to actually amount to. That's one thing. Uh, Palafox, again, there's too many questions on the, on the floor because he really didn't have too much competition inside of the scene. He didn't, like, it, mostly what I can go off of is, is, is the somewhat highlight pop-off plays and the landing stats, but landing stats don't really mean much with the competition on the floor right now. I mean, again, he has a lot of talent, and that's undeniable. But I don't know what his ceiling is yet. I want to see him on the stage against more competent players, and then I'll be able to decide whether or not I actually feel good about him.
0: What's up? Timon Baumgartner. I think that it could be a top team in the league. They have they have an incredible ceiling just like C9 had that doesn't mean that they will be ready.
1: Yeah, let me see i think they think it'd be a top team in the league but they have an incredible ceiling just like cloud nine that doesn't mean they will reach it but they could i oh, agree okay, with I that, that. I mean, that's that's that. something that happens a lot with teams i mean honestly if we look at the I, clutch like
0: i brought this thing, up in last yeah. last show i brought this up like are they important like i'm not trying to say they did bad, but are they imposters though what does that even mean you know uh, uh, um, among us you have imposters you have to find the imposter for among us so like The Golden Guardians roster is now the 100 Thieves roster. Is that their consistent level of gameplay? Like, is that really them, or were they just overperforming? People have to consider that. Because who he wasn't that good when he first came out, and there was a point where him and FBI started peaking together for the LCS 2020 Summer's Play playoffs, and it's like... That's really great and I'm glad that they did pretty, they, they did it really well. Closer consistently played well though. So closer I'm not worried about at all. And that's my thing is that like Hunter Thieves grabbed that roster based off their last split performance, but they're not understanding that is that them consistently? Because if you don't get that consistently, you just kind of are looking kind of stupid. That's just how it will work though, you know. But there's gonna be a lot of changes for season sorry, there's gonna be a lot of changes for season eleven, so I don't know. But what benefits Season 11 is having a strong jungler from what I've been uh, looking at. So, Closer is one of the best junglers in the LCS, and I think that's going to be a really big benefit toward 100 Thieves now. Because, like, if you look at their junglers throughout their history of coming into the LCS back in, like, 2018, the only best jungler they've had was Meteos back in 2018. Then they had Onda, then they had Amazing, and then who else did they have? They had uh, Meteos. (laughs) So I I personally think Closer is their best jungler they've ever had. And I personally think he's going to be getting this team to a higher standard than we've normally put them at. And Hunter Thieves have proven they're they're willing to spend to try and win. So that's a really good thing.
1: I mean, again, we can say a lot of things about these, these teams. But I honestly, again, there's really no idea how closures are going to actually perform again. I think that he's not competent in terms of just international competition in comparison to that. I really don't think it translates onto that stage. So it's really going to be hard for me to say that he's going to be able to do something for this team. Because again, I think when we start looking at these superstar teams, we have to look at that about not, not how they're going to do an MA obviously, because that's this expected. And if it doesn't happen, it's an underperformance at this point, what we're going to have to look at is whether or not these teams can perform on the international stage. And I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit, Worried about a few of these teams. Like again, Cloud Nine had. I mean, Team Liquid Medios twice. Did you say Medios twice? I, no, I they had
0: Medios twice. Remember, Medios, Onda, and Media. Amazing Medios. That's that's all, all they I mean, You could say Medios came back or something.
1: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> seven <laughs> times in a list. I think. One thing I'm going to have to say is whether or not this translates onto the international stage, because we're expecting we're expecting Team Liquid to make it there. We're expecting Cloud Nine to make it there. We're expecting four to five teams are having a, a roster that's designed to be able to compete on the international stage. And EU is dead. I'm going to start watching NA. It's not. Oh, I mean, it's not completely dead. I mean, honestly, Rebecca? you can you can watch G two games and you can watch the new up and coming rookies because again, there, there's a good development. Or watch, or, EU. E- e-
0: Rebecca, if you're going to watch. Um uh north america i have a surprise
1: what are you about to say what are you doing i I have no idea what he's what are you doing man okay well i have no idea what's going on with that but i think that one of the things that i'm actually thinking
0: you can watch the team that jensen will be on
1: (laughs) you just went through all that hassle just to put on a Team liquid shirt (laughs) uh I actually I mean, love this
0: jersey. I actually really, really love love this jersey though. I love that they were wearing this on Worlds and I, I actually got it on a discount because they had a discount code. I was like, I might as well get it. This, right. the quality, I'm not gonna hate. I'm not gonna lie. This is not a paid membership responsive for Team Liquid. This is the best quality jersey I have ever worn in my life. This, no, like I'm not kidding. This actually feels amazing.
1: How many jerseys you've been wearing in your life, man? You didn't play <laughs> in those sports teams.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think, my boy I Jensen's think- going to the top now. I do believe Cloud9 will be potentially number one, but Team Liquid's going to be easily either first or second team. So you know. Yeah,
1: I mean it's just understandable at this point. But I think one of the things I have to think about EU is actually going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of up and coming rookies being put into the scene recently. Like, Man. do I have a team jersey? I don't support. I just like watching. Like good I players. I actually
0: got. I I I actually um. I can't.
1: Got, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you
0: did. Matt, why'd you do that for? I actually got him. A jersey. I actually ordered one for my girlfriend, and I w- ordered one for him. He doesn't know what team he's getting, but he got one. So thank you, Matt, for ruining the frickin'. You didn't have to tell me. You could have just said no. He doesn't have one, and then I'm. No, it's all guys. Matt's fault. I was. I I, I actually got you uh, a team jersey. I got my girlfriend one first, obviously. You know. Was just kidding <laughs> Is Broxy still
1: on Team Liquid. date. no Broxy is on a uh, CLG. CLG now. Which is actually just, you're not going to be watching Broxid too much at this point in time. Should I, I mean, again, I I want to go back to the, you think I really didn't get to stress this enough. I think there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of teams actually trying to focus on developing rookies right now. So that's going to be one of the few things that you can actually look forward to. Obviously, it's not going to be really interesting because it's just going to be a blowout on G2 side. But we're going to see what, there's going to be a lot more a lot more talent in terms of just what we're going to be able to see coming out of it because a lot of the old guards like even competent players like crown shot didn't get didn't get really a lot they didn't get the chance to be able to consistent like play anymore because they're like we're not going to be competing for first so let's just see if we have anything with this new guy and that's something that eu's doing a lot of this year which is something i wish na would have done seven years ago but just never did um you saw the future what does that mean
0: you saw the future <laughs> I was talking about the, what we were just talking about earlier, um, so, let's kind of bring it back towards what you wanted to say with EU, so, I wanted to t- tackle this topic too, so, is EU worse with, um, Reckless moving to G2, which goes into the very first thing, so, as you guys already know, there's 30 people watching, thank you all for being here, if you could please like the stream, that'd be greatly appreciated, that way it gets more recommended in YouTube's algorithm, that way more people see it, thank you so much, now it's time to start, so, as you guys know, this year has been history you don't see Reck- any up-and-coming rookies but to, but to be fair with history now starting so let's take a stock of what happened so we had reckless going to g2 perks leaving g2 Bjergsen retired from tsm last year we had sneaky leaving cloud nine we have all these tenured players leaving their organizations now the only one left is like faker on t1 he's the like Lone Wolf on his uh organization he's been there for so long and rookie for Invictus Gaming. But we've watched Reckless since twenty fourteen World Championship, where he was on Fnatic in the group with the uh, Samsung Blue, uh what was it, LMQ, and I think they had that other wild card team that no one fucking cares about. Um, so what do you what do you think has always been Reckless's narrative? Do you think there's been like consistent misconceptions with, with Reckless though? What, what is
1: Reckless's narrative? He's it's just like he's a good ADC. Well, he, the his... Remember, he
0: he had the cleanup AD carry thing he went through for a little bit. Then he had that period where, where he was he was depressed and then he became a carry. Well he had he he's a cannon. Remember he had the on-hit Kennen builds in twenty seventeen? And I then mean, after that he became the MVP. So I yeah. don't think he's
1: really been dictated by narratives because he's always kind of played the game how he, he's honestly wanted to. But one thing I'm actually like a little bit worried about is what, how is G2 actually going to be able to play this year on the international stages, even if they have the talent, because there's no one pushing them. Because even if you have the talent, the game is the game is decided by how the team plays the game. And there's no one that's going to compete with them anymore. There's literally no competition for them in the EU. Like they're just by far and away the best team. So like if they don't if, at the very if they don't like completely three three the playoffs at this point, it's going to be a disappointment. So like at this point in time, we're not looking towards that. We're going to look at, is the competition in the EU good enough to make them competent or just be able to adapt to the meta well enough to be able to play on the international stage. And that's, I don't know, like, honestly don't know how that's going to pan out. Maybe some of these players that are actually starting to come back into EU right now, like a uh, blue and all these other few decent amount of players that are coming in. Are they going to be able to make this team decent? Are they going to be able to make, they're going to push G2 to the limits that we're, we're expecting them to be able to play at? Because I don't know. Like, I think that G2 genuinely doesn't have the competition to be able to be, like, an elite, like, a completely elite team. at The G2 and are still competitive competitive in the U2 is the G2 and Astralis. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't think there's not good rosters. I just think that the, the level at which they are at and the level at which everybody else is at is actually just a very big discrepancy. Like, we look at last year. I think that the – like, there, there was a few decent teams for the most part, but, like, it honestly – when G2 and Fnatic were playing well, there was really a, a first solidified first and second. There wasn't really a close anything else. Mad Lions put it together for a little bit, but at the same time, there was a massive champion pool discrepancy between the players. I mean, I don't know. I'm i i am not going to say anybody's the first. I don't expect a lot out of them in terms of just international play. I expect only one com- like extreme. like This is going to be the most competitive G2 roster internationally if it plays well. But I don't, I don't know what like that's going to
0: be. If MSI happens in 2021 given all these COVID things, could you see that G2 roster winning MSI 2021? I could. They did it before, obviously, but, you know. I'd say Fnatic. So let's say if if they win the LEC 2021 Spring Split, could you see this roster winning the MSI 2021? Or at least being being second place. Could you see them at least getting to the finals? There's a lot of factors
1: that go into that, obviously. Do I think this team that's going to be built next year is going to be better than the one we saw last year? No. But do I think that this download is going to be up to the same standard? I don't know. Like it will because
0: their players are leaving. So <laughs> do I? Do I think
1: the meta is going to shift into some way? Like I don't know. There's too many, too many variables to take into consideration. Whether or not I think they're going to win MSI, that I don't, I don't know. They have the talent to be able to, at the very least, compete. But uh, like what does that amount to? Like what does talent amount to at this point in time? We have to see what the dynamic of the the lane shift into. We have to see what the meta shifts into. I don't think G two is that much better than 2019. You just have to remember that perks is a lot better than reckless by the end of 2019 um but this is
0: 2020 and i mean reckless i think that than perks all year though reckless has not been better than perks so, let's, in let's the point out. Position so far It's it,
1: let's point out right now i think the traditional adc's reckless is better at ability-based adcs like zaya and lucian i always point this out i think that ones that are able to translate their play into the mid lane i think that he actually does a pretty decent i think that perks probably plays those ones better so I think it's all gonna come down to uh, whether or not this is an upgrade is gonna come down to what meta like ADCs are meta next year. If Fnatic wins LAC with this G2 roster, before I think that Reckless was replaced, I think that Fnatic was better than last year. I think that Nemesis to Nisky, it's probably an upgrade in terms of just how the team's gonna play because Nemesis plays um Nisky plays around the jungler more than Nemesis would. So but, uh, what do you
0: wanna so what do you wanna cover first? You wanna cover let's so let's cover, cover Fnatic because that's gonna be a lot of the talking points people wanna come in for. This reckless is part of going to G two. So, Fanax roster pending not the eighty. They're they're gonna get upset. Let's be honest. They, he's the only other good free agent they have right now. Is upset. Krawczyk um, said he's not because he's taking a break this year. Where's Patrick going? Uh, he's st- he's still contracted with XL. Is he still contracted? Yeah, he's on their starting roster. I mean, and that, that up, insane, like- insane insane. Same so with the Han problem Samu. is
1: that with that, Woj actually completely dumpstered him in that Thorn little interview. So that that is like something I think kind of he burned that bridge right there upset is close mechanic like i actually agree with that i think that just in turn like maybe not last year specifically because i think that last year was a outlier for him i think that was one of his worst years recently but at the same time i still think right Re- upset is extremely talented he's like when he's playing well he's one of the best western adcs like in the entire world like well western adcs right now but uh just nemesis did leave i don't know where he went to though um
0: they haven't announced that, yes, Mr. Busy YouTube. They have not announced that, where Nemesis is going. It was rumored that he was gonna be on EG, but they ended up going with Jizuke, um, now that ben he's is not,
1: out. He's not the mid laner as it stands right now. At the very least, he hasn't left, but it's just, without a doubt, he's probably not going. <laughs> like, there's just, there's no realistic reason to pick up Nisky if you're not gonna be kicked, like, if you're gonna be keeping okay, him.
0: So for so, for the Fnatic roster, I think a lot of people are not giving them due credit. Bwipo is a pretty good top laner. Selfmade is an incredibly good jungler. I, Nisky is an upgrade over Nemesis in a lot of different ways, and mechanically most likely, I, I, I would say so. The AD position is a blank. I can't really, you know, say what's going to be. If Pwipo didn't burn that bridge of upset, they'd have a pretty good ADC and upset. Imagine losing Reckless and getting upset. Like, are you really that mad? Most people pro- probably wouldn't be. I mean, and you I think that- like you have Hillisang. Hillisang is not a bad support. Hillisang yes. is great. So, yes. like, you have all these really good, um... Players on your roster. Still, you still have pretty good players on your roster. I'm just being honest here. So if you get a, if you get an ADC that all he has to do is just know his role in the game, you're gonna be pretty good. And can that roster compete with G2? In some ways, it can. In some ways, he actually can't. Do so you have a pretty good top? They have, winner, a, worse, they have a worse top. Whipple, laner than- Whipple can go, but he can go toe to toe with Wonder. Selfman can easily go toe to toe. are not details. go
1: toe to toe with Wonder. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that the, the discrepancy between top is a very big, a big one. The one between mid is also a gigantic one. The ADC one is still in favor of G two. The support one is very. It, it depends on what what the healist thing shows up. Obviously. And then we have a better support, like jungler on Fnatic. I, I think, honestly, and on top of the fact, the coaching staff on side of G2s is obviously better. They seem to draft better. They seem to do all these things better. If we look at the international states, I think that Fnatic obviously had a pretty good idea how to play against top esports, but they adapted poorly. And we're going to have to see a whole new coaching staff on the Fnatic side. There's too many, too many new things coming into the Fnatic side for me to able to be able to do anything at this point in time. Taking a different insight onto the Fnatic roster changes, what do you think, mythy leaving? Like I think that I think that Mythic actually did a really good job for that because they actually completely outdrafted them in the first two games against Top Esports. I think that was the, one of the big things, but they didn't they didn't adapt to the next part of the series when they when Top Esports started shifting the way they played the series. They didn't know how to uh they didn't know how to uh adapt to that. And that's something that I think Mythic has to work on with more experience as a coach. I think in solo queue upset is really close to reckless, but if you have to back at the finals the difference gets a lot bigger i mean i don't know i mean a lot of people like to call people chokers and all that stuff but you um you can 100 percent get past that eventually i mean i think that's a mentality thing that's something you just have to work through um i think mechanically he still has the potential so i'm not going to really get upset about that i think that this is still probably a slight downgrade in in terms of just like player wise but uh do you think upset is better than crown shot yes i mean uh, um, mid tier.
0: Not, not necessarily. I, I think Crownshot has always been the beneficiary of bad supports. No, no. I he's want to point out. Played, he's support. only played with Dreams and that that Limit guy. That's it. He's kind of pretty much always had bad supports. No, I want to saying. see Crownshot with a really good support. And I think Hillsang, is, Hillsang and Crownshot, I think, would be a really good ball lane, though. No, no, no. Crownshot right now.
1: Crownshot, list, let's list of name off ADCs that are better than them. Hansama, Patrick, Upset, uh... Carzi. Carsey probably like, it's, at this point in time he's already in the bottom half and that's just without a doubt you're expecting him to play at that point so even like I can see why he didn't get a roster honestly because even if you keep him even if he's competent you might just want to try and take a chance on a rookie because he's really never going to crack that top five in my opinion he's never going to get to that position so I think that replacing him yeah at, crown Shop did replace him but I mean at, at the same time you can also argue the fact that he's 100% not as good as the top five ADCs. Maybe, honestly, you can put Karzy. I
0: but agree with that. They have yeah, different styles. Upset is a great weak side plus mechanics, and Crown Shot is great aggressive AD. Now, I, I think if you go with Crown Shot, if they did go with Crown Shot or Upset, but they can't now, obviously, because Crown Shot's not going to play this year, if you had the choice of both of them, I think it's fine. You I mean, really I think out that- there. You do lose out, obviously.
1: Crown shot is. You lose just-
0: out if you get crown shot. I-, I would most, hundred percent, always go with upset if you're competitive. Yeah. That's Walsh. what I'm saying. Like crown shot is always played extremely high resource
1: hungry on a team that has honestly lacked a lot of like, lacked a lot of people who have demanded resources. So it's been able to make him a little bit. But yeah, hill sings obviously the support. That's really still a solid support, and it's really it's really good support. But that doesn't make up the discrepancy. We're having. Like if we if we bring Crownshot on, who's who's on a team that really had no other people demanding resources, and put him on a team where there's one to two other people who kind of need resources again, maybe maybe we can switch uh, Niski over to a less resource hungry mid laner. But I mean, honestly, I don't expect the same amount of play. Where so his upset has been in teams where I think that he's been, well, actually, he's still been pretty decently hungry, like resource hungry. But he's not been on teams that have uh, required like given him less resources than I think that self, I mean, uh, Crownshot's been able to get. Fnatic is still a banger team with self-made. I mean, w- I agree. if they self-made, but, they're going to be the second-best team. I like, think that's... Uh, I'm, I'm being right
0: honest think. here. Like, a lot of people are worried about Fnatic. They're still going to be the second-best team if, if, hey, p- pending if, Rogue or Mad Lions overtake them. That's
1: but I'm just, just going to say, yeah. I think that Kaiser is probably going to be one of the best supports. Probably the best support in the EU next year. I really do have a lot of hope for Mad Lions. I think they have some of the most Wrong's talented team. players. I, I did not, not say promise you. I said promise <laughs> I you. was
0: trolling. I was trolling. I was like, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> "Oh my god!"
1: Niskia, yeah, I mean, upset is more suits their focus sure. since the last meta. Selfmade is the best jungler in EU. He is. I mean, that's just without a doubt. I mean, I think that Selfmade has been like just unarguably the best the uh, jungler in EU this entire year. Like with with the transition from uh with a uh, jungle XP being actually nerfed with the, with the catch up XP in the jungle being nerfed drastically in the beginning of the year, it, it actually started rewarding junglers who gank more often than not le- like less. It started rewarding them less because you have to be able to, you have to be able to CS. Even if you get the kill in top lane, if they get the, the game, like if you don't get the kill, sorry, if you don't get the kills in your ganks, you actually fall behind on a uh, XP. Even if you got an assist to the jungler, who's been farming this whole time. And that's really been completely counteractive to what I think that, uh, Yankos, playstyle is. And I think that, uh, he really didn't adapt well to that. Uh, Gadget, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Like, honestly, I think he played moderately well in the play-ins, but he uh, didn't look- I
0: think if Gadget... Gadget's not bad. I, I think if they could get him, I don't think it's a bad pickup at all. He plays Mages' bot, too. I mean, I don't know. Gadget, no, I, I, I agree. Gadget's actually pretty good, but it, it, it just depends, like, who else in EU could Fnatic really see their ADC. So you have only just Upset. You, Gadget's a possibility, but... Like, would you rather them just go with upset or someone else or you go, go with a completely different uh, AD carry, like in the EU master scene? Like, wh- wh- who would they what really is, what go What is for?
1: Rhodes' top laner right now? I keep forgetting about that. Do they Odobame? have
0: a top laner? Uh,
1: is definitely an upgrade over... Uh... Finn. Over Finn, like I think that that's one big thing. I think that or- Odoamne was one of the better top laners inside EU in comparison. Like again, he wasn't like towards the top with like Alfari and Wonder and all that stuff, but he's still a solid top laner. And I think that Finn was one of the bottom ones. Overall, Mad Lions got Armored. That's an upgrade over Arome too. Opinions on Cloud9? I mean, we've talked about Cloud9 a massive amount. I mean, I think I'm, I'm willing to go over it constantly because I think they're an extreme. Well, that's the second topic, so I'll be a
0: little bit later on. that—that that is actually the second. Get over topic. to that. Okay. Uh, I mean, you haven't really had a topic yet. No, it, it's just like Reckless joining G2. I, I think they will going be the best team in the LEC for 2021. So if so, is Reckless not – so let, let's say Fnatic pull off an upset win in like G2 in, in the finals of, ne- of next year's LEC 2021 spring split. Do you think that's a disappointment if Reckless loses to Fnatic in the finals of next year? It's a very
1: it, big disappointment. They built
0: – just think about this like this right now. As it stands –
1: G2 is the all-star team of EU. It's literally G2. It's EU all-stars is what G2 is. They have some of the best players in each position right now. Mm-hmm. If they don't get first place, without a doubt, this is the most disappointing roster we've ever seen. If they don't completely have a convinced <laughs> side of the playoffs, <laughs> gonna I'm gonna just it's not it's not funny being emotional about when you're competitive i don't care about that that's something some people do mm. but like if they don't get first place and not only get first place but in a convincing fashion i'm going to be disappointed in the team because they're literally elements just i don't know how they didn't work <laughs> no, out no, no no that there's right? a reason why elements
0: didn't work out like well, these guys well
1: uh-huh. they were all with the previous year and then they all just suck the next year and it was just crazy to me like from alliance to elements it was just crazy how much of a difference there was in play mm-hmm. yeah reckless i mean they they literally should get first place. It's it's obviously a, a like a disappointment if they don't. And there's going to be a replacement in the roster if they do it. don't do it because it's going to be somebody
0: underperforming. And honestly, it will depend, depend. on Yankos. The jungle meta will affect either him or Selfmate. Their playstyle are completely the opposite.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like again, the reason that Yankos didn't succeed in this is because it rewarded ganking junglers a lot less. That that actually kind of pushed like just ignore farm because the catch-up XP was completely gutted in this season. Do you if they believe
0: in gonna... do you do you believe in not having an uh any, any pressure on Fnatic moving forward now that they've lost Reckless? Do you think that's going to be a boost to how they're going to be better? Like did, like like with Fnatic, considered being now an underdog, without Reckless, does that give them like they can overperform now to expectation because I mean there's that's no, just there's that no pressure on them. I don't know, man. There's no pressure on them to perform. They're, I mean, like, you
1: can't take that into account though. Like you really, really can't know what's going to happen. Like, realistically, all I can go off of is who has the best roster. Right now Is G2. It's not really close. It's not a really close thing at this point in time. Reckless is by far and away was probably, like, our, like without a doubt, one of the best ADCs inside of the West. I think they have every single one of them. Uh, their players inside of G2 is one of the best players in their position inside the West too. So, like, like I don't expect Fnatic to even take a game off them if it's a five-game series. Like, I, I honestly expect them to get 3-0'd. Time for Blippo to pop off. He, I mean, he has to do what he did. Like he was inconsistent this year. I mean, I, honestly, a lot of the times I feel like he struggled a little bit. If Fnatic win without Reckless, everybody's eyes will fall out. What is that? You mean you mean everybody will look down at him? I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: But but hey, but 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 there's a, uh, a what's that word? An intangible to that. Since EU still has a spring and a summer split, so let's say let's just this is hypothetical. What if Fnatic beat G2 in the spring split of 2021 for LEC, and then what if G2 win the 20 the, the summer split after his
1: I mean I think if he if he loses without a doubt they're going to be like well they won with perks so why they, couldn't they do it with you and then they're going to say perks is a better adc like it's just how people are going to look at it and that's just yeah. how people on a on a like kind of a results based bias kind of like opinion on this are going to look at this they're not going to look at it as maybe something specifically happened behind the scenes or something like or maybe like specifically the meta shifted it's going to be yeah. perks is better than reckless and no one's going to question it G2 but is like
0: a- is, is it unfair to say that they can win Worlds? Like, I, I think the expectation for them to win Worlds is a little too much there. Because literally we saw G2 with the roster they had for the 2020 World Championship get knocked around by Damwon. So like who's to say Korea for next year won't even have an even better team and then like the expectations um, are, are a little too high like we haven't even seen them play one game yet to really judge how strong they're going to be though I
1: mean we, can, we all we can go off of is is players on on paper we literally can't do anything besides that like it literally it won't make sense because we can't just say well it couldn't it could possibly not work out because taking in consideration like chemistry and all that stuff is just something we just can't grasp on this end. We have to see it in an action before anything. Um, I expect this team to be good. I mean, do they have perks isn't a better ADC? I didn't say that. I was just saying people are gonna look at it that way if if G2 somehow loses the the, the finals against uh, Fnatic. That's just how I'm saying that. Maybe there's some leadership qualities that Perks brought to the table, mm-hmm. maybe something going behind the scenes. I don't know. This is the best team by far that G2's ever produced but I think Worlds will be poggers I hope Faker will play next year. I expect him, again, what, I mean, we'll, we'll go on to that. I'm sure he has a little lined up kind of, Thing, even though we're not really talking about a specific topic, but versus Damon, Caps was smashed hard. It's not. I mean, legit, real, like honestly, if we look at the Western Indi- Midlanders, they've never been able to compete with the the mid, like the uh, Midlanders from the other regions for the most part. It's really when you they get. They mostly
0: game- have to like roam. They mostly have to roam with their junglers to outperform. But it's yeah. not like they're outperforming in lane. They're outperforming by a different way of winning. Yeah. Like Caps, just- has, Caps has Caps never one v one smash Faker. I don't know where that came from. He has never once did that. I need some receipts yeah. if he's did this because I watch every game Caps has played. He's never once in lane just smashed those two. That's just never happened.
1: I mean, I think so, that, that's,
0: that's all I, I'm saying. You know, it's just the way it is. I think that when it comes
1: to just actually, we look at the regions. Uh LPL has the most players. They they really have, know how to develop talent really fast. You I mean, Korea has like one of the most talented player bases on the in the world, with just how in comparison to small they are in China. It's really impressive how they can compete and actually just have Better overall players than China, with how much smaller the play base is. And then we have to look at EU, who's the fastest at as adapting, and just has some of the mo- some of the best coaching recently mm-hmm. out of all the regions. And then we look at NA, and they just have the most money, and that's just what they're good at. Like realistically, every region shines at something, something specifically. So I could see G two being able to pull it off, even though not, even if they don't have the players to be able to do that's-
0: something. Oh, sorry, Zumi. That's true. I was saying caps specifically. Caps, because people said caps smashed. No, caps never smashed Rookier Faker at all. Perce definitely smashed Faker in that MSI series, but it was just you know, whole team was kind of gapped at that I point. Mean, you know, like banging Wolf overperforming. The the
1: the the essential, the cornerstone of G2 since it's become this super team. Super team. The most important piece has always been Yankos. That's literally always been the key to this team's success. No one else has really dictated it as much as he has. As much as we see the pop-ups from Caps. I think that mm-hmm. ankles has always been the single most important part of it, and the reason out of context. What do you guys? What do you guys? Elo?
0: Uh,
1: I, I was diamond Challenger. one.
0: That's I I, mean was, to
1: know. I peaked to diamond one. I mean, that that that's not like super impressive, but that's exactly where I peaked at. Uh, I think that. I, I forgot actually where I was at at this point in time. You're,
0: you're on, on on this guy. Reckless needs resources on bot lane, and that's what caps.
1: That's did not what I was with, at.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I was, was talking drumming.
1: about. I was talking about Yankos. Yankos 100% was the most important piece of G2 for like the longest portion of time. And at this point in time, we're, we we saw a situation where a, a meta that actually has never existed before, which is just punishing gank more gank oriented junglers. We saw that actually be something that actually made Yankos actually weaker. And we're gonna have to see either. They they bring back a uh, like because again right now you can actually get stronger a lot faster with the new jungle changes and the uh, jungle item being actually completely diminished after the five shots you get rid of the jungle item but um yeah they they have to play Yankos has to if he wants this team to succeed Yankos has to be a, a really good team like a like an extremely good jungler again like we're gonna have to see either a shift in uh like jungle items to more carry oriented we're gonna have to see uh, like either that we're gonna have to see a, a shift on a uh, Ketchup uh, XP being kind of nerfed at this point, like buffed again, because again, you, with his uh, his uh playstyle specifically, has suffered a lot recently. Is there going to be a game friendly meta again? What is a GAN friendly?
0: Can other oh, LEC really? teams still compete, or will LEC be boring now? Um. It depends, honestly. I, I think there's other teams that can't surprise. I think a lot of people are not paying attention to them. Like, Mad Everybody Lions and Rogue so. will still be... I think Mad Lions and Rogue will be, like, the third, fourth best teams. We still be Fnatic at second place. Like, <laughs> I do think in the right... If, depending on the meta coming up, Fnatic can have the possibility of upsetting G2 in a best-of-five. Because we don't know how these teams draft. We don't know how these teams are being coached. We don't know how these teams are playing on stage. So, there's a possibility things can happen. Like, upsets happen all the time. Like, nobody predicted Team Liquid would beat IG... But on paper, you would say IG smash them, right? It just depends. Like I, I'm not gonna completely write off Fnatic because they lost their star player. P- people said that about Fnatic before. was a star player, they're gonna suck. That's never I mean, happened. So I'm again, gonna have to see it. It's only happened. You're one saying,
1: time. all you're saying right now is maybe they don't work out, and that's just really who knows. I mean, like we don't know if they're gonna work out, but just given given if everybody plays to their performance, their best performance, there's really no way G2 actually loses the finals. Like I don't, I don't see that. I, I just like really. The way that Fnatic wins is they're just more kind of sit like they're, – they're better as a team as a whole. They're able to play around the map a lot better. Yeah. Why did that get restricted? Oh, he retracted, I see. Oh, well, uh, probably yeah.
0: just up message. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that realistically, the only way that I see Fnatic being able to beat G2 is just being a better team, even if they have the worst players, because that's just all you can do. You have the better shot calling. You have the better – like like drafting phase like really that's where they're gonna have to win out they're gonna have to win out before the game starts they're gonna have to win out in mindset they're gonna have to win out in game plans and that's just the way that damon did it damon again did have the best players obviously that's not really what made them strong though it's like when you saw their comp you knew before the game it went in what they were gonna do like 90 percent of the games they had Renekton there was a gank when he turned level six every single time he shoved in the wave instantaneously and then they were able to get a gank off that was able, like that kind of shifted the game in their like favor. You go in with a game plan, you can always win the game. It's just whether or not Fnatic can develop their own game plans, or really honestly just rip off like Damon at this point. There's no reason not to. Damon had a perfect idea of how to play the game. They just didn't play it to the the best extent. Like honestly, Damon was a lot better than they showed. I feel like, and I trust him to bring exactly those things to the table. I don't know. Like, is is Yamato a better coach than Mithy? Mithy honestly looked incredible in my opinion. I really liked Mithy. Like I really liked Mithy this year. Wait, with this news, Bwipo said that self-made playstyle doesn't fit with Fnatic. Yeah, I mean
0: the thing about it is Whippo should not have said all this stuff online. Like that, that was just that was just childish right there. Like, I'm gonna address this right now because that I was okay. So everyone knows what he said. The issue here is you don't want to carry jungle what that, Let's. Look, I'm gonna be honest here. Switch, switch, self-made with Xerxe. Last, this past year in the LEC 2020, they probably aren't even second place. But, like, Selfmade literally does, Selfmade brings them that edge. Not having Selfmade is going to bring your team down. I'm being honest here. Like, without Selfmade, like, does Fnatic make Worlds? I'm just being honest here. He, Selfmade brought a lot to Fnatic. So, for him to say that... Yeah, he's just a clown.
1: and just. let's not call him a clown. Let's calm down. I think that he acted... Clown is just straight up unnecessary insult. I think he acted childish. He wasn't mature in this. There's no reason to air dirty laundry here. Like, he was straight up telling everybody the inner workings of Fnatic and what was going on dramatically behind the scenes. And that was childish. Like, he he really should have not done that like he really shouldn't have went out of his way to do that he was over the top cocky like he was saying i was the i could be like the third best pick for fanatic to be the mid laner because that's just realistically not the the case
0: I'm like, being honest. Here, they were never considering him mid lane. Like, like you, I, that's what you say to people to, to make, to make them happy. But it's like, they were never going to consider him as a mid laner. It wasn't
1: we possible. Did, say this. They actually deleted all the voms to this. It was, it was with Thorn and, and Dom. And he said all this stuff. He was talking about how he wanted to get rid of self-made and uh, who else was it? It was two people self-made and somebody else because so he wanted d- to
0: get rid of self-made because he felt like self-made as in his name self-made his playstyle is too selfish yeah, he and wanted self-made to- doesn't dedicate resources to top lane so people can carry no, no no no, he
1: wanted to play around he wanted the, the the games to be played around reckless not him he said i want the game to be played around reckless a, a few times he has said specifically it was nemesis yeah he said specifically that AD, the best ADC in EU for the past two years has been reckless is what Wipo said in that situation. Wipo's coin flip, I agree with that. I mean, honestly, he's he's essentially, you have two coin flip players on this team in both Wipo and uh, Hila Singh, And I think that them being inconsistently bad at the same time kind of made Fnatic falter at weird times because they usually weren't on the same page at the same time until- Thank World you. Like,
0: played. this is so true. The reason why Fnatic got self-made was so they could play very well with Nemesis together. They literally, self and Nemesis had anti-Synergy. self made made Nemesis a weak side mid laner. It was so bad. Like, I don't know. Whipple's just out of his mind. He, he was never going to be considered a mid laner or fanatic. They would have gotten anybody else but him as a mid laner. Let's be I'm honest
1: here. I'm just upset that he said all this stuff. And it just, I mean, honestly, I feel like just, just looking into that, I don't think this is the reason why he left, but it just kind of gives us an insight into the, to the personalities behind uh, Fnatic. And I, I would be like, I wouldn't want to play with somebody like Whipple who's just... Overly confident and just saying all these things that just don't need to be said.
0: He you, just, know, you, you know, what else, what, you, you know what else do? Do you know what else would he say? Remember how how uh, they they claimed that uh, did you know how that they said that uh, uh he said Brippo said that upset was a choker, right? What is Brippo? Did this man not just lose every final to G two as a choker? Did this no, man no, 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 not, no, no, no. Did this, I don't, no, Did he? Did this person not choke against the shy in twenty eighteen? I'm just a, saying. No, hey, no, no, that's choking.
1: It's it, not, like. If you're People, a worse player than somebody, it's not you're you're trying to say something along the lines of. But, but he did I choke like, against all those finals against G two. He was not as, just saying. Realistically, he's not the best He's not the best top player. If you're worse than somebody, and you lose to them,
0: you're not choking. He's a, cho- he's a choker. Come he's inconsistent. On. How can I'm he claim really that choker. upset is a choke? No, 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 no. You're missing the context. How I'm can not he claim that? Contest. How can he claim that upset is a choker and he's lost to the same team literally four splits in a row? That is, he's a choker himself.
1: No, I I mean, I don't know. I think that saying that he choked against Invictus Gaming was just, that's ridiculous. I don't
0: know. No, the the reason why I say that is because he did play well against IG in the group stage of 2018 Worlds.
1: I mean, that's really that's fair. I mean, he played against Duke one of the times, to be fair. But, I mean, at the same time, I think that he didn't play well against the Shy really ever. They started playing around the map against him. I mean, and then they started switching him out for Soaz. I mean, it's really hard to say that he actually outperformed because he didn't play a lot of those games. He didn't. It takes one to know one. What are you talking about?
0: He's talking about Bwibble uh, calling upset a choker. I
1: mean, I think that, honestly, we can look at a lot of things. I think inconsistencies is one of the things. He's just, yeah, I'm, he's not that good. He wasn't as good as the Shine. That's why he wasn't able to play it to a standard. The choking is literally when you go into a game and you're better than them and then you lose to them because they you underperformed. That's choking. Going into a game where somebody's better than you and losing to them is just not choking. That's just not what that is. That's just, it's not the definition of it. Yeah, but he was always punished so hard because top lane is the only lane that can be punished. I mean, it's true. Like, honestly, look at the success of uh, Alfari in his games. Like, Alfari was the most lane, do- like, heavy gank, I mean, uh, like, laning dominant top laner inside the entire league. And at the same time, he was also the highest first blood uh, victim inside of the entire EU and He also had the most the highest enemy jungle proximity. He was literally any top laner that was kind of centralized around laning instead of doing anything else. In, inside of the new was actually completely lane dominance equals 10. You can look at the CS differential. Like I, I understand that there's, there's a way to do it, but um hundred percent. The way to look at it is the fact that Alphari was without a doubt, like one of the most dominant laners inside the entire league. Um, I think that's just one of his strengths and that's still something that's going to translate inside of team liquid. It's true. He holds a year contracted Another good player for G2. Trust me. Easy worlds 2022 for, D- I don't know about that, man colleagues than friends they seem to friends group seems that way more not i i don't know man like there's a lot of things i can't really take into consideration they might be colleagues they might be more more like close for like uh people working together more than friends but i don't know i mean i can only see the videos they post and i don't even watch those uh, i don't really care about their inner workings besides that no no it didn't really show it showed how how dominant actually i agree with that i mean to, to be fair if we look at a like inside of worlds, some of the most dominant positions at worlds were Chinese top laners. I mean, I don't want to say top lane was useless. I just think that the proper way to play the game was not central on top because we saw damn do that. We saw most, most of the successful teams at worlds not play around top for the most part. They just had strong top laners and text toxicity and solo queue and everything about coaching thing. I don't care about his solo queue toxicity as long as he's a good coach. I just, uh, well, perks, perks is going to be a mid laner. Yeah. But, uh, I think that I, I actually like again solo Q toxicity is not gonna be the biggest end all be all for the most part. Like with you Oh, is he not? I didn't even know that. I actually had no idea that was the case. That that's just me not being aware of that. I actually I don't watch fanatic stuff, so I had no idea. Like a, it was topside again, the the way top lane worked right now, if we look at Naguri and Dammon, they didn't really play around topside. They they hundred percent when they had specific picks that played around topside, they did. If we look at uh what's it called, it was it was mostly what actually was the dominant thing right now is it was jungle and support. Those were the two most impactful roles inside of Worlds. And that is without a doubt. Those are the two most impactful. Then I think it went it went like mid and top as a toss-up right there, and then ADC and last. I mean, I think that it was essentially every single team that was competent inside of Worlds had a really good jungler and really good support. Fnatic degree, that's not – there's no reason to do that. I mean, like, honestly, I don't see a reason to do – like. Import talent like that when you have such good players to be able to pick out. Like, honestly, I don't know. I I mean, Naguri seems like somebody that would need a lot of uh, communication, too. I don't think that's a good pickup.
0: Caps left because of problems in in Fnatic until now. I thought he met Broxa.
1: And that's why Fnatic was able to compete. If top lane mid run are important, they wouldn't get to playoffs. I mean, I mean, I don't know about that. I think they still would have got there specifically because even even if we look at like like Nemesis and all them being bad, they still had the talent to be able to make playoffs. Like there was just some just genuinely not good teams inside the bottom half. Like um, I would say, let me see. I mean, I'm not going to say neither one of the roles like the solo means were definitely important. It's just that. With with how support was designed last season, support was by far and away the best. Even in solo queue is the best support like role to be able to climb with for the most part. Like you could literally take over the game completely inside of that role. And that's why we see supports like Leona and Pike just completely shooting up to the top of the leaderboards. Like uh, I think that was one of the biggest design flaws they had last season, and they've completely shifted it to where support just no longer has the money to be able to be useful now in a lot of situations or is he just taking over we don't know yet there's no there's not been there's been rumors but no one's been confirmed on where nemesis is going
0: caps left because his contract ended and g2 it project is. made more sense apart I mean, from small inner issues
1: support, top four support is in the world i mean it's really hard to say that i do think he's what he's definitely one of the best supports inside the west by far i think that's without a doubt i don't know about top four support in the world that's really a big toss up for me i don't know if i'm gonna say that yet
0: if we're talking about, like, the Fnatic move, like, I mean, to be fair, some people already knew that Caps was leaving Fnatic after the 2018 World Championship Finals anyway. Uh, but the Reckless move it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Like, he only, he's he been signing one-year contracts with, with, with Fnatic ever since, like, 2017. So, it made, it, like, the moves make sense, though. If they don't like how certain things are in Fnatic... It makes sense as a person working for the org to go to want to another job. It's like, you don't like how some stuff is being worked on in an org or your job. So you just go to another job where it's much, you're much more happier. And it makes sense though. Like, Re- he, Reckless said it in his video, in his farewell video on Fnatic's YouTube channel. It's like, you know, he's still the same person. He's just playing for a different org. I get that you have legacy in an org. I understand that, but like, he's not obligated to play a fanatic forever. There's no rule that says he has to do that. And if it's you're not saying like, that,
1: but you're definitely able to be like, man, like, you'd you definitely be able to look at him and be kind of upset about it. Obviously, when somebody leaves my team, like, inside of, like, the NBA or something, I don't like them as much anymore, and that's just without a doubt. I'm not going to say, man, I hate this guy, but at the same time, it's just, like, he honestly either went for a better chance of winning world cha- like a, a championship or he went for money, and he didn't care about the team as much, and that's just realistically what it is. And that's just, like, honestly, I don't blame Reckless at all. If there's problems with the team, there's just – there's no reason – to be sitting at like staying on the team. Like I have no problems with it. Reckless was my favorite player, but he wasn't, was kind, wasn't kind was kind of double-faced. I don't know. I've, I've never seen anything to say. He's been double-faced to want to play with the best. like, no one's blaming him at all. I'm just saying that's a big, that's just a big thing. Like it's that, like, you don't hate on him for any of that stuff. Like, at the same time, you see why he did it, but I'm not, like... Well, because some people affected. say, why not?
0: No, about? but, I mean, most of the sentimental are, like, why did he not just stay on Fnatic and make it work? What if he don't want to? What if he just wants to leave?
1: I mean, there's like, Fnatic fans saying that. That's just yeah. why would they say that? Like, yeah. why would Fnatic fans realistically not want him to stay? That's just, that's understandable. Yeah. Players want to win trophies. Reckless at Fnatic can't win anything facts. I mean... There was potential for this team. They had the best jungler in the league. They had one of the best supports in the league. They had, they had a pretty had solid the best top best ADC in the league. They had a solid top laner. Honestly, all they had to do was get a better mid laner, and then I think they could have competed moderately, but you'll never really get somebody as good as Caps. But Maybe that's what they want. If they could have got perks, I would say staying on Fnatic was probably the best idea because yeah. that would probably be the best team in the game if they had perks on that team. But uh, that's just not the case. I think that they weren't able to get somebody as good as that. So, I mean, there's no really – there's not really a reason for him to stay. If he wants to win, I think the best idea was definitely go to G2. I just can see why Fnatic fans aren't happy with it. Like even if they don't go well in spring, honestly, who cares about winning LEC? It's I mean it's it's really about the, if you can win. If you're looking at winning LEC, you're also looking at being the most competent team to go inside of the international stages. That's but I just, mean yeah, winning L- LEC.
0: Winning LEC matters to the players, though. You got to fact-factor this in. Winning LEC matters to Reckless now because it proves that the move he did in the offseason matters. That's why it's going to obviously affect him. Like, it doesn't matter to us, really, if, he, if they win because, you know, it's going to be interchangeable if players win splits at all. But it matters to Reckless because he made this move to show people that he can obviously win without Fnatic. That's pretty much what I was going to say about that. Um, I you- let me see. Uh, I think if G two doesn't win Spring Split, Reckless will come back. To that. not gonna happen. That will not happen. If he, even if they did lose, he still wouldn't come back. <laughs> I mean, you,
1: you don't actually know that. We're just that's just unlikely. I mean, why would he do it? If he left G two, he's not gonna really come back at that point in time. But I, I would mean, it has to
0: affect your state in some players. way when you. Uh, to the finals and the mid laner leaves and smacks you four years in a row. I think caps was a huge part of the reckless so, No, I I agree. Like like looking at them playing, like did he really go and look at Nemesis and go, man, th- could Nemesis ever beat Caps? Even Fnatic as an or probably thought he couldn't. That's why I they're mean, getting another mid laner.
1: I mean I agree with that. I mean you can always buy out contracts but you're actually obligated to stay. You can't really choose to leave. And if you make a hassle, if you just kind of make a fuss and say I don't want to stay here anymore. Like they're gonna get rid of you. I mean, that's just how it works. You can be ch- if you really want to leave, you can be childish, and they're gonna be like, "We don't want this defecting our team's mentality," and they're gonna get rid of you. But I don't think that Reckless is gonna do that, so I think he's most likely gonna stay for the rest of the year. I think Reckless will retire after G two. I mean, I don't. I. It really depends on how good he looks at the end of this season. We're gonna see whether or not he has a few more years left in him. Cats against Niski. That's just an execution. I mean, I. It's the big problem is how many. <laughs> Chances against to get a caps can you really get? Like you, are, you honestly don't have too many chances to be able to get a cap. Caps is such a rare quality player, such a rare mm-hmm. amount of talent put into one player that you're really not going to get too often. If G, if ever G two doesn't perform reckless, will go back to Fnatic again for one more year before retiring.
0: I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't think no, because like you got to kind of factor in him going back. Is pr- like, I don't know, like, it, I, I just don't see it happening. There's too many factors where I could put in my brain where it could happen, but I just don't see it, honestly.
1: I don't disagree. Match- Niski Nisky is literally just somebody who plays around the jungler more often than anybody else. I agree with that. That's definitely something yeah. I could say. Is uh, It's definitely something I can say is is definitely an upgrade over Nemesis in terms of just the identity. This, of the man,
0: team. this man has the same name as Perks. Perks' real name is Luca. Magic yeah. Lakes, <laughs> hey, Perks- left fanatic. Magic Felix left Fnatic even without one shot at, at the first team opinion. Um, I really think they should have given Magic Felix a shot. I, I watched the EU Mad Master games when like Fnatic and the big guys are playing. I think Magic Felix is pretty solid. I, I think mean, he should have got, got a shot. But they said he has nerve nerve issues uh in high pressure games, so you gotta consider that that in, obviously. I think he should have got a shot, honestly. But you know, I don't make the decisions, man. I really wish he could have, honestly. A lot a lot of people were asking for uh Magic Felix to play. What is this one? Kipu I mean Perse literally there. gave the key I mean Perse literally gave the keys to the castle for the for the kid. Like that just speaks volume of how good he is.
1: <laughs> I mean I, I think the big thing I have right now is like honestly, expecting G2 to get first, who is really get, realistically gonna be second place? There's there's a lot of talent that's gonna be put inside of a inside of a the uh the EU scene right now. It's it's Mad Lions, Rogue. All both have really talented teams that I think have the ability to be able to get up there. Um I'm not I'm not sure. Like I honestly don't know what is gonna be in the team that's gonna be able to compete with Fnatic for second place. But again, I think that it's gonna be first place is really complete. Second place is gonna be probably gonna be Fnatic, but I mean Rogue and Medlines can
0: compete for that spot if they if they improve drastically by next year. Rogue is the oh, you, second team for sure. You, I mean it's it's possible. Well, now with Fnatic losing Reckless, it's it's possible. I mean it's definitely possible. I'm not saying you're wrong. Because was I mean, a really... was a pretty good ADC, but Salma is the same thing as ne- Nemesis in terms of champion pool. Hansama Han has very lim- limited champions. He can really play to I mean, an extremely good level. Like, all he played to an extremely good level is, like, Lucian and Draven.
1: Did, pick, was, did purse just leave just for Reckless or the money for... He didn't get to choose. Like, honestly, when you buy out a contract, you essentially just sell them a pre-existing contract to another team. So he, he never... The only source of
0: teams he had potentially were, like, Misfits... TSM, Vitality, Cloud9, Evil Geniuses. Yeah, that's it. Fanatic is- ne- was never on the table. <laughs> Carlos didn't what perks going to Fanatic. Oh, Oh, I love Carlos. Like, no, but it, 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 so we, we should to talk about that. So, do you really think that. Does Oslo have any obligation to let perks go to Fanatic? Because I think people I mean- are like. People are just super entitled and say, oh, Like, why didn't Ocelot let Purse go to Fnatic? I mean, he doesn't have to. There's
1: realistic ways to look at it. First of all, does he want – does he think that there's going to be competition as Fnatic? Because, again, I think that there's really realistically – there's no way, even with letting them have Fnatic, that they don't make Worlds at this point with this roster. I think it really didn't matter that much. But, again, maybe they want to win EU. Like, it would make sense why they wouldn't give Fnatic up. Uh, perks over there because giving perks to g2 may maybe that keeps reckless i'm um, over to fanatic maybe that keeps uh, reckless over there maybe not giving them perks made it seem like the team couldn't be able to compete against them so reckless had no choice to go to g2 like uh are not gonna get four seats for world this year i i don't disagree with that but i still think that g2 would have made it regardless um there's a lot of there, there's a lot of plausible reasons as to why he didn't do it but again it's a good way to look at it it's like he did it for the money. I think that's real, like really what it was. He has the he doesn't have an obligation to be able to put him wherever he wants. But you you can at the same time look at it and realize that he did it for the money in comparison to just what Purse was feeling. I mean, I would do it for five million dollars too. I don't blame him at all. But it's still what he did. It's still what he did it for.
0: I just feel like a lot of the fanatic fans think that. Ocelot had to like he just they, they felt like an obligation that perks should go, should have went to Fnatic. It's like he didn't he doesn't have to. Like, there's no rule that says he has to do that. And why would you give perks to your best competition? That is stupid. That is
1: actually dumb. If you and do that, not optimistic. I mean that that is literally purely optimism at this point. You're definitely optimistic. I don't, don't think like- that it wasn't a player discrepancy that kept them from dambling or any of that stuff. There was it wasn't really that. I mean obviously the mid lane was a big discrepancy. But uh, at the same time, it would like they, – they—they. I mean, honestly, Perks did mess up a few times over diving and a few of the bot lane fights. He actually got himself killed and all that stuff. Uh, Perks has three times the trophies as the team he's joining. I mean, True. that doesn't really put anything in terms of play. That's just like something you look back when you're giving somebody a Hall of Fame ballot. It's like, cool. But that doesn't – I don't I really care about that that much. The two would stop you most likely harder than – I mean, it's – not true. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, I think that I mean unicorns of love literally didn't have any competition at all. There was literally no good players besides the unicorns of love. Where so as G two, even though they have really good talented players, some of these they could either underperform and a lot of these teams could take advantage of it because they' were definitely competent. I mean, I don't think they'll stop as hard as unicorns of love did, but they definitely have the ability to legally stop he literally can. I mean, that's just how contracts work. You can literally not you can't go to a different team. Like, if he sells your contract to somebody, you're now a
0: part of that team. But, but there's a reason why he did this. Because people don't really, really understand. Like, it's it happened preemptively. Remember, uh, G2 had already signed their roster that they had in 2020 all the way to 2022. So, like, these are plausible deniability things you already put in, you know.
1: That's the only... It was only purse's choice where to go. I mean, it just it, it seems like that, but it, it specifically seems on Twitter that purse has really made an effort not to really defend Oslot, more so as saying, We're never gonna tell you what's going behind the scenes. It's not black and white. It's just I don't know if Carlos is a thousand IQ. Like what what did he do that was No, really- but
0: uh, he him locking up the roster means that he gets to decide where they get get to go or No, like, I'm or not, no one's run. saying that he didn't have the right to because he obviously was allowed to. But mm.
1: that doesn't make it any less for the money. Doesn't make it. I don't blame him for it.
0: I'm no, not but, upset with him. But by but but by default, it's gonna be about money because you're you're talking buyouts in general. Well, the issue here. So Jack explained in an interview with Thorin that Perks was skeptical about coming because of NA issues like solo queue, uh, ping. There's so many other things, right? So Perks could have just stayed and went and on EU, and still played in EU. Though I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, if Carl if Perks went and asked, hey, Oslo, I want to play for Fnatic. They're good enough friends to point where I'm pretty sure Ocelot will let him go. But let's be honest here. What if Perks didn't even want to go to Fnatic? No one even asked that. What if Perks didn't want to go to Fnatic? What if that wasn't I mean, Ocelot? You're, you're saying all
1: these things. I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know anything. You're just giving hypotheticals, but it seems like he's upset with Ocelot. And that's just what he, he literally said. It's not oh. black and white, and you guys can't see what's going on behind the scenes. And it, like, it's just we're not going to be able to say anything. We're not going to be able to delve into that. Ocelot. Do you, oh. Don't you guys do in-house in the off-season? so queue shouldn't be an issue. Don't. Oh no, do they it?
0: they were talking about that earlier today with Jack and Thorin. Uh, they're working on fixing that right now about having in-houses for scrims and you know ping being low. Just not necessarily the best. I mean, that that's gonna be a really good thing for North America. But I want to say this. Thank you guys for six hundred subscribers. Um, it, not trying to go like down the history road here, but thank you for six hundred subscribers. It means a lot. Can't wait to hit one thousand. Uh, I'll, I'll, as you guys know i love league league of legends i've been watching for literally six years so it's definitely gonna be a plethora of knowledge up here but thank you guys i just want to say thank you so much for 600 subscribers could i not have done it without you? but back to the point of reckless so to kind of wrap up the reckless point i think him going to g2 is a really good thing i think if g2 didn't get reckless they were gonna probably pick upset they were gonna pick either any other good adc like they had to pick a litter like every any adc in the lec right now would kill for a chance to play on g2 like he, so, that's just kind of how I see it. What was your last thing about Reckless joining G two?
1: I mean, again, it seems like they really want to talk about that, but I'll I'll talk about first of all. I think that I think this is by far and away going to make them the best team. There's really nothing I can say besides that. Again, there's really yeah. all these things, so many variables that can work out into whether or not this team works out. So I'm not going to say much about anything before I start seeing actual play on the table. Crown shot, I'm not talking about that. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that Crowdstroke genuinely. Again, if we look at the top five teams in ADC, he's just he's just a mid tier ADC in, in EU. Even though I think he's really a good like ADC in general, he's still like a sixth place ADC in terms of just his abilities. Even because he, I mean, again, he's worked. I've been watching from Xpeke versus Osla, Alex HJ's, such nostalgia. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of we, good. We, good we came in. Happened.
0: We came in when Xpeke solo killed. Uh, what was his name? Dade. Oh my god, that I was amazing.
1: Bugs, yeah. I mean, I, I one
0: thing I want to say
1: is, uh, like, are, are we are we swapping over to the Team Liquid thing?
0: Yeah, so little North okay. America.
1: Wait, let's talk about it. let's talk because again, a lot of people are pretty much talking about uh, Team Liquid North right America, now. I think yeah. one big thing about it, if you look at Alfari right now, he's he's one of the most exceptionally gifted AD. I mean, top laners inside of the entire league. I, I agree with that. I think that that's one of Crownshot's biggest problems is championship, I am um, champion pool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, that's not something that's not really a difference between most of the ADCs. If we shift to a mage meta. I don't know how good Upsit's going to do. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the medic is, is going to look like because credit DCs are still garbage right now. I like. I don't know. Let me. I actually. I really can't give you anything on. For Malika, wasn't Malika Malik, so their mid laner? I, mean, I just. I can't give you too much insight to that. I don't know. Really, know enough about him. Like that. That's just something I don't know about every single. Like I know about most players that have been in the scene for a while. But again, Malika has just not had enough time, in my opinion, to be able to.
0: I thought he it. was. Oh, I thought it was pretty decent overall. I don't think I see anything bad at him. Like, but you're playing on vitality. You're playing on a shit show of a team. Like
1: <laughs> I don't I know, see. man. They
0: have they have comp. Like comp is.
1: <laughs> God, the perks? I think perks, if we're looking at prime perks is gonna look better. But I think that is one of the big things I have right now. We're gonna have to see a team li- a team with a right now with team liquid is going to shift to something that I say was more oriented towards bot side is going to have to shift towards the side lanes instead of mid lane. And they're going to have to, we're going to have a, a team that has Alfari, who is dominant inside of laning phase, but requires a lot of jungle assistance because he pushes up so far. He, he gets ganked a massive amount of times. Like that's one of his biggest problems is the fact that he's the highest uh, first blood victim inside of the entire EU scene. I think with this right now, it shifts them to a early more proactive early game jungler because I'm proactive early game kind of comp. Because now they have the ability to play one through ones, which come online faster than tanks do or weak side uh, top laners are able to. So they're going to be able to play inside of, like, right when they get one to two items, they can shift uh, Alfari to the side lanes. That'll come on a lot faster. Or they can trade play traditional tanks and all that stuff and still be able to team fight. It just gives them more versatility in the picks. But uh, at this point in time, one big question I have whether or not Team Liquid is going to work out is the fact that where Centaurin actually going to have to play around right now. Like, we're gonna have a team that's kind of reliant. She has to gank Alfari. Alfaro is just gonna feed. Alfaro is literally gonna feed if he doesn't gank him. And then we have tactical and core JJ, who literally is are the core pieces of your team that you honestly have to play around. So, I feel like Jensen's going to have to play the back seat at this point in time. Like, I think it's gonna ha- he's gonna to have to take the back seat and he's just gonna see whether or not he can adapt to that because there's just so many situations where we see, like a. We're going to have to, we've seen like players not able to shift their, their like play style towards a different one where they're kind of required to for a new team. Like they only, they're not going to have, like that's the thing. Can he play third wheel to this team? Because I think that he's one of the players that's going to have to need to, it's going to be him or tactical. And I'm not sure if tactical is going to be able to, like I think we're going to have to see a thing where he's going to get the least jungle attention out of all the lanes. Cause I think it's required for the other two and whether or not Jensen can do that. Cause he's never done that in his career, been able to be the third string on the team. Is he going to be able to be the third string in towards the jungle attention out of the entire team? I, I don't know. I just am a little bit he was not, he was he was on somewhat of an island, but again, he'd still got a massive amount of resources, and that's yeah. not something he's going in, to be gifted.
0: In, in the spring 2020. It's not about jungle
1: attention. He it's was about, he was on he was on his own for a little bit there. It's not when, about jungle attention, it's about it's about resources that can't be devoted to him anymore. Because again, top he, lane, but you want that in
0: Jensen, though. He can play by himself without resources, he, though. I've he never seen time.
1: him play without resources. He's never but if, had if, to do. If,
0: if you're gonna bank on a player to do that, why it would you bank on somebody done? who's never done that? Why would you bank and,
1: on Jensen? Like was, you're
0: you're acting like Centaurin can't spread resources everywhere. And you can't. Like,
1: you literally don't have enough resources on the map to be able to do that. That's why I'm saying that course, resources and can and tactical have share. can generate resources on their own, though. So you're saying there's not gonna be some sort of
0: when we shift into the later half of the game and we're only d- we're only going to the side lanes every once in a while. If I if I'm going just off playstyle, Centaurin's to historical, historical, to if he goes, Britt,
1: he goes mid lane, they're going to feed. Because you have the most most resource-hungry and most gank-heavy top laner inside of the top side, he's not going to shift his play style. He's always played like that. But You're going like, to say... I, Torrance
0: always played towards his mid laner. You always have to his shift his play
1: I don't care. I, it doesn't work for this team. It literally doesn't make sense to go gank mid when you have Alfari and Core JJ in the sidelines. Literally the most least important role on this team now is mid lane. Like... I think another problem is that Rebecca left without giving snap. That is that, obviously definitely a problem. I think one of the <laughs> most optimal places to pick up ladies is inside of a lead podcast because that's just where, where they all hang around.
0: Waiting for <laughs> I them. mean, let, let's be honest here. The girls are coming for me. Uh, I, come on, guys. Let's be honest yeah. here.
1: Okay, but, so Roxa so Jensen the, had no synergy. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's true. true.
0: That's definitely true. But the issue here is that Santorin's biggest, biggest upside is playing towards his mid laner. Santorin always has good synergy with his mid laner. So, with that, I'm, I'm, I just think that if you look if at Alpari If mid lane… can play mid-middle. on an island on his it own. That
1: island, that's the reason they started losing, is because they started at,
0: dying. But you're looking at… I know, you're looking at stats, though. I'm, like, you know, stats I'm not thinking over everything.
1: It's not… I'm, I'm just saying that is an idea… Uh, it gives you an idea of what the game actually kind of translated into and why they weren't actually able to play so well. <laughs> Rebecca, because that's They shifted their play style against this team, and they actually went from a competent team to targeting topside and becoming worthless. That is just – you literally can't shift Alfari into weak side top lane, or there's no reason to pick him over impact. Like Literally, he's not good at it. He's never played it. He's never been a weak side top laner. You picked up Alfari for a reason. If you think that he shouldn't play around topside at all – that you literally don't like. I don't even understand how you could get the concept like, to like, play. Run I, it. Core JJ just,
0: and are a good bot lane in and it of itself. Yeah, they, yeah they, but they can generate resources. It's so, not about generating they, resources. You're also it's, factoring in Core JJ. If he's on Recon, he can also roam. Core JJ roams every single it. champion
1: possible. You have to play around bot side to be able to allow him to roam. That's just how it works. You cannot play around mid lane and expect Core JJ to just be able to do his own stuff now because if he's not able to shove in, he's not able to roam. You can't have you can't have a frozen wave on your ADC, or he's not able to do anything. One thing I want to say though, it's already asked, but guesses on TSM roster. And I don't think there I don't think there's gonna be a situation where sorta doesn't pan out. I mean, I think these issues are something that can actually be fixed, so I'm not really worried about it too much. Like, I, I'm not too upset about it. But Alfari also plays without resources. No, Alfari was literally the highest he had the highest CS uh, CS differential out of all the top laners in the league. And that's just from laning, obviously. Maybe he's going to shift towards that, but he plays
0: carry top laners. But he he's all that in Aatrox, though. He played no, no, carry champion Aatrox, all, though. He, all, he played a massive. I know. Alf, he played Aatrox, Mord, Oren Orin is now. Because Oren didn't call play, and carry He really champion.
1: played almost no tanks. Like if you look at the top five champions, they're almost all uh, that he played in spring and summer. They were all. No, you're right. He players.
0: played GP two. Yo, no, you're right, Tim. He played GP two.
1: I never like Alfari is his one side of play. That's just what it is. They picked Alfari up. And he only has one playstyle. I don't expect them to be like, okay, Alfari, we picked you up with knowing you only play one playstyle, but now we want you to play a completely different playstyle than you no, ever played.
0: Team Liquid to Team Liquid is looking at they want a Licorice-level player like Cloud9 have. Why would you Why would you pick up Alfari then if he's not going to be that way? Wait, like, licorice
1: is like, he can play either way. I mean, I, I no, think No, that, no, Like,
0: did they want a Licorice-level player in terms of like, they want a carry top laner, though.
1: That's literally like, what Alfari is.
0: They, they only had, what, impact and... I'm just saying, Alfari so is
1: like if you're gonna pick up a carry top laner in the West. I'd first, first of all, I'd pick up Alfari. Alfari is probably the best single, ca- singular carry top laner inside the entire Western scene. That's just his his best quality. Whether or not he can shift into being able to play as a weak side, I don't think so. I just I've never seen it, so I don't expect it. But Alfari also plays without resource. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's ever done that. Uh, he most likely picks GT to counter Shen over Wonder. I think just purely in a carry aspect, Wonder is a better top laner overall. But as as a carry specifically, Wonder's never really like recently Wonder's not really been playing the, the, the strong side top laner, they've really played it around the bottom side of the half. But uh I think that just like honestly, just purely on what Alfori does, that's all he's good at is carrying. So I mean it's not even if he's better at carrying, that doesn't mean he's a better top laner than Wonder. Wonder is just able to play so many different ways. He has such a bigger champion pool that I would say. Oh my that. oh my Wonder's god, Rebecca,
0: good, uh, but will Zach play was me. <laughs> I mean, Fruitcake so instead of
1: bananas use chocolate with WTF bro. Whippo is the best character top laner. Afari isn't carry, he always wins lane, but he struggles the impact. That's because literally the rest of the map is always losing. Do you, do you like that the entirety of that map? 100 mm-hmm. percent like the, the entirety of uh what's it called? His team. Give me give me the name of it again.
0: Wait, what team is, he had?
1: Forward, oh, uh
0: uh Zerg say, Nuke Duck, upset and in- Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just, no, I was just saying, like,
1: origin. I was talking about origin, the name of the team. It didn't, yeah. Like, I'm saying realistically, the team we shifted, uh, they tried to shift nuke into a, a team that, like, a player that actually played around weak side completely fell apart. So they shifted back into carry oriented to top mid laners for him. They could not play around bot side for the most part because obviously that just wasn't how you played the game anymore. There was no carry oriented ADCs. Like, Oh, look at you, Milo! So you catch you,
0: you, you, to not- <laughs> Milo, uh, you're getting there. You're getting there, dude. I believe in you. Yet, no, but uh, like, I, I think you're making it Like, they have to play one way. But I'm trying to get you to look at Santorin is not doing it himself. I How's know, that gonna are, work though?
1: I mean, I think that it's easier to shift where you gank as a top laner than it is to shift, like your specific play style as a top laner because there's just so many more variables that go into a top lane, just being able to play weak side and being able to affect the map properly. Where so a Santorin can literally just kind of shift well like obviously it's still a big impact, obviously, but it's still I actually
0: really disagree than- on Alfari. Zerse ganked Alfari like two times the whole year. I did not really see Xerxe gank him that much though.
1: You no, know, that's not- literally why they started losing. If you saw this like if you literally look at Alfari, Alfari died he was he was like 10% above everybody else in first blood victims. And that was literally how the rest of the teams they saw how, how often they started losing like the top lane. So they started shifting like the fights towards the top side. And that's that's why like origin never actually worked out, is because they never actually played against around the strengths of their players. They still tried to put Nuketuk on carries, they still tried to play around bot lane, even though the meta didn't like make sense like that when they stopped ganking him. I mean, it's just honestly, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I I don't see a world where you draft offari if you think you want him to play weak side, because there's so many better at weak side top laners. But I don't want to keep saying that. I mean, that's just my opinion on that specifically. You out no resources right. I don't know. Like, he, he had, again, it's mostly about gener- self-generated resources towards the 15-minute mark. Then they lost in 20 minutes. Like, that's just how it works. Like, they didn't have resources to give because they fell apart around the rest of the map by then. Like, there was literally 10 extra minutes past the game at that point in time. Like... But top lane was always winning, and that doesn't make sense. It was it was purely a laning discrepancy. Like, that's just how it works. Like, that's just how the, the laning actually went in their favor. He generated his own resources, then he got ganked by the enemy jungler, started falling behind, and they never actually reganked him to be able to put him back ahead. And then they tried to play around the mid side instead of top side, even though Nukeduck didn't look good. And that kind of just fouled the game out of control. That's just, that's why they didn't succeed. It's not because of he's able to play weak side. It's because he's not able to play weak side, and they tried to make him. That's that's my opinion
0: on that. I don't know. Nuke, fact, duck, that's also a problem. Like in and of itsoka's origin had a lot of other problems. Rebecca says, is it confirmed that Bwipo will stay on Fnatic after the recent mm-hmm. drama? No, he already confirmed it yesterday. Pretty much, he's staying. I mean,
1: Yeah, Hill is saying. Uh,
0: but remember, remember, uh, Fnatic, Fanatic we're going after uh, Alfari too, so that's also a thing as well. Um, for Team Liquid, I, st- I, I I I don't know. Like, I still think they'll be like either first or second place. The issue here with Team Liquid is like tactical is pretty good core jj is really good jensen's also pretty good like if you're putting jensen on like a weak side mid lane i think it's fine you jensen will play fine by himself but i just i don't want to say that if you're trying to transition santorin into being someone that doesn't play around mid lane that's gonna be pretty hard you think that what do you think they
1: should you think they should just leave alfari you think they should make alfari a top weak side top laner
0: No, no no because like i would say consistently give alfari the strong side champion not no, old, you know, that's, not, not,
1: that's not all how it works. Like, obviously, it's still... No, yeah, but... Like, because, again, with birth Terrell being there, there's going to be a lot of jungle attention towards topside because that just makes the map essentially more, like, like, important. He never played weak side either. That's what I said. I said Jensen's never played weak side. He's just expecting Jensen to be able to do it. When in reality, we've never seen him do it. Like, there's not really anything you could say to confirm that. Jensen's been playing Dolo and Xmithie and do- uh, Solo queue with Xmithie and Broxa. I mean, they're <laughs> friends. Like, honestly... All of them liked each other. It just it's obviously a business at the end of the day, and they had to get rid of Broxah. But he's still a really nice guy. Like Tactical played Twitch, lol. You can't play Twitch weak side. Twitch is like literally always going to be no, weak side no, no. That,
0: that 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 was a problem. They gave away recon in like the first rotation, and they took Twitch. That, that was his bad drafting on TL's part. That, that was like they just completely fucked themselves over in the draft phase with Team Liquid in that part. Play, we box. I just I don't see a way because
1: again they're required to lead like core JJ take over the game. And I just don't see a world where you can let the support take over when you don't give them some sort of like attention. I think Alfari is such a quality player that he would be able to play without gangs. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't know if I really a hundred percent agree with that, but we're going to have to see whether or not that's true. I think he's just so good at laning that it might not make a difference. He might be able to generate so much pressure that they're able to do stuff around the map. No, no it's, it's really not a problem. I love Alfari. I mean, no, I, that's dude, been a no.
0: Every, everyone here, if you're watching, you can ask as many questions as you want. I'm on vacation. I'm you can ask all the questions you want um the next thing is and as you guys want to go over cloud nine so uh the next topic is can perks bring cloud nine to the top of the lcs in 2021
1: i mean i think that's without a doubt that it can whether or not he will is is just a big question
0: but that's the issue. so what are the biggest question marks for cloud nine for you
1: first of all i think that i don't really have too much of a question whether or not he'll be able to play around uh, blabber because again i think that if if nisky's able to do it i think that we're not going to really have too much of a problem with. Uh, Zven being able to rein this I mean, blabber in, I don't really have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, first of all, is whether or not Fudge's uh, play from the academy scene is able to translate against substantially better. Like, there's no good quality top bot, top laners inside the the academy scene. We have Dokla and all that stuff inside the TSM academy and all that stuff. Will his uh, play be able to like translate into the the uh, the uh, scene, like, in into the uh, higher ranking scene? I don't know about that. He will 1,000%. A a I've, I've heard a lot of people say that. I mean, I've also seen it really confirmed on a lot of people. I like, just like Perks this. Is
0: a, I Perks is a really good leader. Perks always gets the most out of his teams throughout all the years we've seen him play. I think that Perks is not the question mark a lot of people are, are expecting to be bad. The question mark for me is uh, more or less so. I actually think Feltz will do pretty well despite what a lot of people think out of him. I personally think Blabber is a question mark because Blabber has been shown to be really meta-dependent and it really depends like... What blabber are you gonna get? You've never really had a consistent uh, play at a blabber that's been like only this recent past spring, twenty twenty. So I, mean, I think the biggest question mark for for Cloud Nine is gonna be blabber. I personally I mean, felt to do pretty well.
1: You, I have no, I, there's really no reason to think that like you could base it off a few things. I mean, it, not to be a coin flip player, he literally forces his team to be able to play around him. But I think that again, that's why I think that with an actual leader inside of a like about inside about of us, I think that there's actually gonna be able to. Uh, James? Oh.
0: But yes, what's up guys? I think we'll be very competitive between Cloud9 and TL. Yes, I, I do think Cloud9 and TL will be the best teams for the LCS so far, but it just personally thinks, it, I, I don't know, like, it really does depend. It's just like, because I, I, I do think Perps will play really well. I think that Zvan and Vulcan are a really good bot lane. People just forgot, like, they were pretty good, in my opinion. And the other but, issue goes into fudge. Like, if fudge can be what they claim licorice was, that's going to be good for them. That's honestly really great. But there's, no, ind- be, there's no indication of that. We're yeah, literally just right. doing a lot of hypotheticals of like, I've
1: heard all these people come in here and say fudge is going to be the single best top laner inside of the EU, like, best wet top, western top laner of all time. And like, honestly, there's, there's no just too many there, variables. It's, no not, it's not that there's no way. It's just like, how can you know that with such a little amount of time seeing him on the, the competitive stage? Like obviously you can see the talent and all that stuff, but you can't really see anything besides that right now. There's just not enough competition to Milo, be able to Milo, Milo, you get it. Push.
0: Milo, you're like, speaking
1: the real, the real questions.
0: That's the whole thing,
1: is like when he's on care, like when, when the team plays around him, he plays fine. I think that's always been my biggest problem with Laver is the fact that he's just kind of one dimensional in his play styles. But, again, I think when somebody's able to rein him in, which I think is going to be something that Sven's is going to be able to do, I think it's going to be fine. Lakers said Fudge was harder to lane against than most other people in the LCS he used to lane, but that's a, that's a little bit different. I mean, that's something you – like, I don't really want to take words up against that because I think we saw in 2018, we saw, like, a lot of people saying that Griffin and Damo were by far the way the hardest people to scrim. And, again, even though it actually was apparent because of that talent, it didn't translate under the stage, and we don't know if that's going to translate under the stage also. I mean, I think that I think Fudge is going to be fine. I think it's probably going to be that, but I don't like to take non stage like like performances into hype, like in, into those like comparisons. But Blabber never had a mid laner like Perks. I mean, yeah, it's true. Like, that's one of the big things is that that's a blabber big thing, actually. Never had leadership to be able to like kind of transform him into being a competent jungler. Like, I think that one of the strong points of us, uh, uh, uh what is it called? Uh, G2 has Perk? always been Perks and Yankos being able to, like just the synergy throughout the the rest of, like the entirety of the team, be able to play around it. um being able to play around Yankos. Like every single person in, in G2 could play around Yankos. And I think that with somebody as an algebra as playing a role specifically designed to be able to play around it. like the, the jungle, I think he's going to be able to bring some of that towards like some of that playstyle into into uh, Team Liquid. On- Is you are such a, Is a top team next year <laughs> after their winning performance at Worlds? <laughs> I mean, I think that one of the big things about it is we look like blabber. I mean, uh, we look at a uh, broken blade went from TSM 06, to then he went to Schalke O four, so he's really got an upgrade right there. But we also have TSM as a whole, like I actually looking like they like again they shifted from one talented roster to the next, playing around the laners. He sacrificed a lot. That's what I said. I mean, I think that everybody was able to play through. Like again, it's not just the fact is the reason he got set behind so far in this season is because when he plays purely for ganking. Like With the catch up XP being nerfed, his playstyle specifically of purely ganking and uh, focusing more on gank jungle, uh, ganking more than f- uh, farming for his own strength was what actually made him a weaker jungler this year because he didn't adapt to that. I agree with that 100%. I'm just saying that all the players actually were able to uh, – they 100% shifted their playstyle to whatever Jankos was doing around the map. and I think that they were able to communicate a lot pretty like pretty decently, and I think that Perks can take some of that. Into now, Cloud Nine, if
0: you're someone like, brought up brought up jizuke earlier. The, the issue with Jazuke is Jazuke is blabber for mid laners. That's like I'm, you can't I don't know. Like that purse bit. is not person has been a pretty consistent mid laner throughout his career. He's arguably been what top three, sometimes best mid laner for Europe. It just depends. Like what's the meta gonna be for mid laners in season eleven? We really don't know. I mean, it could be assassins, it could be mages still. Some people say that top laners are weak. I've heard some people say top laners <laughs> are still very strong. So that's kind of how I see it now. As a Cloud Nine fan myself, I love Cloud Nine, but I gotta be also realistic here. Like, all these n- hypothetical narratives people make up around Perks, which are, let's be honest, are pretty true. How will they translate though? Cause like, there can be like things where like Blabber does something that maybe Perks doesn't like, and maybe if Perks doesn't get get it through to Blabber that you know you can't really be doing that. There's gonna be maybe dynamic issues, and you also have to factor in Vulcan, like. G2's also been really well good with Mickey X doing a lot of roam, so like maybe he'll prefer Vulcan does a lot of roaming toward mid lane, and maybe they have to put all their resources into perks and maybe it's gonna take away from Zven playing really well or Fudge playing really well. Like these are things that people have to bring up that I don't feel like are always being brought up in general. You
1: can't really bring it up though. You can bring up hypotheticals, but like again, you can't take those into consideration because we can't know. You literally can't discuss something that is just like an intangible kind of thing. You can't just dis- you can say maybe it doesn't work out. Like, we don't, like, again, there's really nothing we can do besides saying, if it doesn't work out, then this happens. But, like, for the most part, there's not much we could say. It's always going to be interesting to see how quickly each team translates new item meta. My big thing about it, again, I'm going to go along with the ADC is still trash. I think that's one of the biggest problems right now is the fact that they really only have one competent build path right now. I think that anybody who's not able to build on hit is 100% not able to, like, kind of translate their play into, like, a really competent play style right now. On hit is the only, pl- like, kind of a optimal build path for an adc right now and anybody who's not really able to build it is is really not that like good in my opinion from what i've seen at least um i think one big thing they're gonna have to do first of all they nerfed two things at once for crit adcs which was the the uh adc ratios they they nerfed a lot of the uh the AD the uh ad ratios, not adc the ad ratios we saw the co- cog was incredible yeah that's what i'm saying they need they they nerfed five percent on each item so instead of having to build Five like four items to get 100% crit, you now have to build five. So that really kind of forces you into, if you're building crit, you kind of have to build this fifth crit item to be able to get the, the optimal amount of DPS. And it just like kind of inhibits a lot of versatility in place on that in uh, build paths. Another thing we see is uh, like it, essentially the, all the items that have AD in the crit items are reduced. We had the, uh, what's it called? Essence Reaver having less than 30, like like AD. And like honestly, it just wasn't. It was it was a substantially worse item. Like honestly, I feel like most people could take advantage of a, like Lich Bane as an ADC more than they could take credit like advantage of Essence River at this point because it just had such terrible like stats on it. Like all of the the crit items right now are in, in terrible shape. I think first of all they need to increase the 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 crit percentage to either five percent or give better AD ratios. It's it's yeah it's it's a good start, but it's a it's a drastic shift in, in gold efficiency between last year and this year. Like, all of the items, like, had such a better, like, either crit percent chance. Again, you only had to build four crit, like, percentage. Like, obviously, crit is more, like, variable. There's a lot more crit items out there, so it's really not hard to come by crit. But, again, if you see, like, a a Bork game, like, you want to build, it would be really hard to build it. Because, again, at that point in time, you can only get 80% crit if you build it. You can't get 100% anymore. It doesn't come with crit. Like, I think... Come, I think come split, the items will be so different now. The ADC, all they could build be irrelevant. So many nerfs are have, yet to happen. Bot lane is doomed. No, no, no. One big problem with bot lane I have right now is first of all, support items are so expensive. There's an like a thousand gold increase to like around approximately around there to their first item, which means by the time you finish your first item now, you no longer have the support item to generate gold, which means you can't like either hit people or any of that stuff. So you no longer have the gold income. You're literally only either getting passive income from just generating by existing or you're getting kills or assists support literally doesn't have the golden income to make it to two items sometimes i, I see these supports be like they're sitting on one item the entire game and they finish the the game with one item because mythics are so expensive and gold income just is, is just irrelevant now i think another thing we see a big problem with is the fact that like kind of at at, at level 13 you're kind of required to build the new support item you have to be able to place wards in the like getting, getting a fourth ward to be able to place and a two control wards is just often awesome. like it's so required like it's 1100 dollars, like 2200 down the drain to be able to build that which means that at this point in time when you're level 13 you have one item some components and then a piece of support item that you have to build again and then you, you genuinely don't have the tank stats tank tanks obviously just the reason that leona's able to work is because she just has the w's and she can synergize so well with the. Uh, Sunfire, but a lot of supports just aren't working well because they don't have the passive income. I think theoretically, if items are similar now, I think teams can play early game snowball comps be really good. I think twenty twenty spring do well, for example. Games are fast. I mean, I think that's one big problem is the fact that we have tanks coming online so early right now that mid game scaling of uh, champs don't actually exist anymore. Like you have uh, you have champions like uh, Caitlyn doing pretty well in laning phase, and then a the movement comes with a Sunfire c- fire cape. And a demonic embrace, and you can no longer kill her. And he one shots you. Like literally, the most lethal assassins in the game right now are Amumu and Ramus. They're just absolutely atrocious with the state of the game they're in. Last ninety-one minutes is jungle diff. And by the way, lethality Jinn is broken. I mean, it's the best. It's the best ADC in the game probably. Like actually, if you can't build like lethality, games are items are good. Like we got Eclipse, we got Duskblade, we got all this stuff that actually makes sense in the meta. And honestly, the tank item makes sense. But everything else in ADC. ADC is the only rule that got nerfed. Like, the the Mythic items are pretty decent, but they only, again, the reduced AD ratios and the reduced crit percentages is such a drastic change, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't like the state of the game right now. I expect, like, AD ratios, crit percentage, something to change for ADCs, and I expect some sort of new way to generate gold for supports, because as it stands right now, they're in terrible shape. I've been playing LMPG. I don't blame you. Like, there's literally no reason to play ADC right now. Where the meta at Worlds the same as in preseason? It's not. I'm not saying it's the state right now. I'm just saying as it stands right now, they need to make a drastic change. And that's like the fact is when right changes something in the preseason, it is going to be the polar opposite of what's happening right now. Tanks are going to be trash inside of the regular season. The ADCs are literally going to be assassinating assassins. Like we're going to see all their stuff. I just the only ones that are in good shape right now. I th- I like on hit ADCs. I like that stuff. Like ADCs got nerfed and they were the weakest role in season 10. Yeah. I mean, the strongest role is probably support and they did nerf that, but at the same time, like they nerfed too much now and now, now support can't take over. They like really exist in the game anymore. Like mid is the best. Mid's always arguably one of the best roles. It's just always been the case. It's always going to be the case because that's just the, wow, I'm, I want, I want to be the cool guy who pops off the game and carries. So I play mid and that's just why they make it good. It's, if it's how it is right now, there will be mages in the bot lane or ADCs that don't have to build ADC mythics like. And Samira, Samira was literally busted. Like, actually disgusting. Ad- Jin is also very good. Jin is good. Samira is good. I think that with with the shift in AD ratios on crit items, I think that uh, Kogma is going to be pretty decent and Vayne's going to be busted on hit a uh, trash. But skill based ADCs are more viable. AD- on ADCs are not try. I mean, I don't care about win or anything of that stuff. Essentially, when you get to four items, you essentially. Have hundred percent crit with four hundred and over four hundred and eighty like on hit. I don't remember exactly what it is, every second to third auto attack. Plus you have a massive amount of attack speed. You have like again, all of these things synergize so well with each other. Like I, I don't agree with on hits being bad. I think that it's because it's literally in the center of the map, it has the most agency. No, that's also true. I mean that's why like these kind of players go into this thing, first of all, is because it's a shorter lane, on top of the fact you can roll around the map more effectively so you can take off the game faster that's why the more more impressive players play inside of the mid lane users and recently that's what i'm saying rage blade is on it like my friend wanted to play super cool the first time in my first and leave at nine minutes Yep. Yeah. That's always fun. I always love playing with my friend. My, my <laughs> friend put on me
0: like six times. Why, like, did, why did Riot fucking put a wind wall ability in an ADC? That, that, that's
1: what well, I love. The actual problem is the fact that they don't want to take out the the additional on it, of like a CC that Samir's able to get. She's able to follow up CC on a build. Like if you see somebody, CC somebody, she gets an like essentially a Kate track. I
0: remember, I remember like we had, we had a Samir against our game. We tried diving her. She used that wind wall ability. Oh shit. So, why well, was an ADC in the wind wall ability the, the, is the additional CC is
1: it's not fun not a friend if they leave you in ranked. i mean my friends leave me all the time in, in league like it just happens like every single one of my friend groups do that it's just what happens they just get so aggravated and they're like you know what i'm out of here and they leave me or they like mute themselves in discord after they flame because like honestly the the big thing about it is a lot of flamers 100 just kind of take like just, just take it out on everybody else besides themselves. Cause they can't accept fault. And that's one of the biggest problems. I mean, I technically you can call them not friends. So I think my big problem is that I can look at league seeing it is the reason as to why they're acting like this, but they're pretty de- They're, they're fine outside of the game. Would you be for beginning agreed? I, I don't know. Like, I, I think there, there's a way to look at it, but I, I just, <laughs> I, I it in a way of like, maybe I don't play a league with them anymore, but I still like them as people and they're still really interesting to talk to. So that's the reason I, I look at it that way. Um, I don't know like what what specifically do you think the shift in the meta is going to be next year do you think like i i, th- I don't know i mean i it think that depends
0: the- because like i don't know the the factor in a lot of people this happens a lot like in a lot of preseasons, people always say this is going to be this isn't this, and this. The meta really does get defined by what the pros do. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, but that's the like a lot of people keep saying tanks are bad, but they've never really pointed out why tanks are bad. Tanks are always going to be good competitively, even when tanks were considered trash. People still play tanks, though.
1: Yeah, right now, tanks are just actually disgusting, man. I just I don't know why. I'll be everyone's friend. Rebecca,
0: just... Rebecca, we know you're here for me. This is this is dispel that, you know. <laughs> that's a good one. Nice guys always
1: finish last. Should have known. That's what it is, man. <laughs> and that would be crazy different than now I mean, that's just what it is the reason is they they increase every single season they introduce crazy new things inside of the system and then they try and balance around it because they make the game interesting but again at the same time there's so many different things that it's hard to balance them at the beginning without, without seeing a lot of like a large number of people playing it to get some sort of demographic on what looks good or not it's gonna to shift in to league burst assassins. Burst assassins are literally already good though. It's literally assassins and tanks that are busted. They're gonna nerf tanks. Literally the worst ta- like jungler in like actually the worst win rate from my knowledge in Plat Plus is Rengar right now. I think Rengar has the worst out of every champion in the game. Twitch has a terrible one. Like like I don't know what the meta is gonna look like. It's really dependent on items because I think that the the state, like the items themselves are fine. I just think that the the ratios for the most part need to get nerfed a little bit without perks 2020 bold or not bold though i don't know about that man i think that's pretty bold i think that's a pretty bold statement to make i don't perfect. know
0: perk well i mean perks been saying that too perk said this is gonna be the best year na's ever had i gotta i'll see it when i believe it that's what i'm saying i don't care what happens in the offseason i do i'll obviously make content around it but i gotta i gotta wait, wait wait till i see it though you know this happens every year is this gonna be the year NA does really well i'll see it i'll see the world's results and then i'll And then I'll uh, see how good it is. I mean, let's say Cloud9 wins MSI 2021. That's great. Let's see what the world's results actually are. Because it's very easy to say all these moves work right now. But, you know, let's be honest here. Even last year, no one would ever have predicted Doublelift to be off of Team Liquid. But, you know, when teams start losing and dynamics start changing and teammates get mad at what other teammates are doing, rosters still still might change, though. You might see some changes coming into um, uh, 2020, like, the, the, the the later half of summer. So...
1: Literally the most optimistic thing I've ever heard. CLG winning is less optimistic. I don't. I don't agree with that though. Like I, I don't 100% don't agree with that. I think that, like again, when we look at it, the re, the, the actual discrepancy between you and NA is Fnatic and G2. I think that Team Liquid did okay against Fnatic. I think they look opt- like substantially better now. But uh, like the rest of G2 and Brogan, Mad Lions didn't look good, and those were like t- sort of the top teams. I think that the discrepancy between NA. No one's going to be able to compete with G2, in my opinion. But I think that everybody else is going to compete with everybody else inside of the NA scene. I think NA can compete with the in terms of just everybody but G2,
0: probably. I can't wait, man. I, I can't wait till it starts, though. There's so much hype around when NA starts, though. But I'm I'm just saying, be optimistic. I get the changes are good. The changes that NA are making right now for 2021 are like eye candy. And the eye candy is, oh, look at all these big players. All these rosters are getting better let's see how the year plays out first. That's what you have to also think about, you know, because it's really easy to say all these moves are going to work out on paper, but we haven't seen any of these any of these teams play yet. We haven't seen how they draft. We haven't seen how their coaches interact with them. We haven't seen their second draft phase. There's a lot of things. And even last year, a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, well, TL will, will do so well. They're going to smurf on North America. That really didn't happen. But, you know, these are things you have to kind of just keep in the back of your head. I get it's really easy to be hyped up. I get it's really easy to love the moves, but just – Keep a fair assessment, you know. Can you, t- can you tell me? Did even a bigger caliber of player come to NA? I don't think so. Um,
1: I mean, I think Bjorkson was pretty big when he came over. We had I some think-
0: pretty big names. We yeah, had some just, big names. Really about that? Piglet, Piglet was a really big one for the time period. Yeah,
1: I think that Piglet. We had it. We had Bjorkson when he came over. There's been a lot of when Zane decent- came over. That was pretty big. Zane didn't look incredibly good when he came over, but I, I think. I think there's there's a question whether or not it matters if there's been a bigger quality player because again it could not like, I, I think, I, I think he's definitely by far and away the biggest name that's game in pretty much all time like someone to know he was he was pretty big from ninjas in pajamas I mean again, like I'm not gonna say that I know a lot about that but again he was still pretty decently an up and coming talent at that point in time that's yeah I agree he wasn't like the biggest name ever but like. It I was, think the big, biggest
0: a... names would come down to Piglet, Huni, Rainover, yes. uh JJ. JJ was really was big. big came over to, yeah. Bang, I... um, Piglet. Yeah, just I mean, we've had some pretty big names, but as perks with like the pedigree, I agree. No, we've had like pedigree really just shit on all those people. <laughs> but I, I really hope he does work out. I really hope it works out for them, you know. But it just depends, you know. Uh, of promising. question Who? Who do you think will have a better dark horse roster? Hunter Thieves or FlyQuest? Nyquist
1: obviously has the – what? like, again, they have a low side where they have a bunch of unproven talent. But at the same time, they have a lot of upside or so they have a lot of people if they work out. Like, honestly, they have a lot of people that if they work out, they can 100% like be one of the best teams in the league. They could shoot up to top four because there's a lot of talent on this roster that we don't actually know the
0: ceiling of yet. So they're basically using licorice as their test subject to see how good these new rookies are. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> guys, if you want to climb,
1: play Aatrox at Stupid Bro, I started banning the champion again, and never saw him since the old nurse in season nine. What nah. I don't know, man. Biglet won worlds with Faker and came to NA. That's quite insane. I mean, I think that's one of the bigger problem things. That's is what, is yeah, gigantic. I, the one of the most disappointing, ro- like players of all time, is the fact that they never actually built a team around Piglet, and that always frustrates me. They had one solid team, but at the same time, like it never amounted to anything. Like he was so talented, and it was so aggravating that it didn't work out. The
0: Golden Guardians roster, right now they have A, the support from Latin America, and a Blaze Olive. That's so far. That's all they yeah, have this, right those
1: now. are going to probably be people that either get shifted to the uh, Academy scene, or they try and build a really up-and-coming young talent team, because that's really all they can do at this point. They really can't like build any— Like If they if they have these pieces, I wouldn't try and bring in like, Wild Turtle or anything. But if it heals more than ever, even if you have heal reduction. I don't know, man. I, I don't think Gore Drinker is one of the most broken ones. A Blaze Olive is actually nutty. I mean, that's that's exactly what I've heard again. Like that's that's another thing.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. A Blaze Olive and Palafox are really good, but remember when you're factoring in their peaks or not their peaks, like their initial no, no, no. gameplay, they're they're playing up against Jensen, Perks, Power of Evil. You know, even a Blaze Olive and Diamond have to go up against Demonte. Like it, it can a Blaze Olive and Dem- and Pal Fox be better than Demonte? And Demonte has the team and, and the synergy to come right out the gate and be stronger too. Opinion, Opinion. on Rogue's roster changes. Um I, I think getting Otto woman is an upset. Who's the new guy? Trybe, Trybe. Uh, Um Unproven I can't really say. I didn't really watch a lot of a lot of his matches in the EU Tri-B. master scene. They have uh Larson, right? They have Larson, who I think is like one of one of, one of, one of the best um EU mid laners. And you also have Han Sama. Yeah, I they have a pretty good team. I can see this team being um, at least around fourth place. Oh, sorry, Inspire still jungler. So
1: I feel like they're finally doing NNA. I mean, that, the the thing about it is, with the whole new system that's in line, you're gonna start losing at the beginning of the season. If you start losing games, it's gonna be a lot harder because it's an entire season now, without without summer. So these people are gonna start building up Rosh just because again. If they build these uh if they don't give these rookies like the talent at the time at the beginning of the half of the season, I feel like they're not gonna really have the time to develop for the next season. That's what a lot of these people are doing at this point in time. Like I don't know. You can have a really good start to the season, but I think that it's really not gonna amount to anything because there's not a spring. So when these other teams start coming online, your your beginning starts gonna matter a little bit less. I think Inspired is really gonna rate it. I think everybody rates them pretty highly. I've never heard of anybody called Devil Lane, by the way. Seventh at best? For who? roster? roster? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Roper. Oh, Vitality. Vitality, sorry. Dude,
0: that's who's right on Vitality's point. roster? Let me actually look right now. I'll, I'll see I mean, right now.
1: Vitality's roster is, let me see. I'm trying to remember.
0: It's uh, Sizenda Malika. Malika, that's the whole thing that we were talking about earlier. Melika is the mid laner. I think Malika's decent. And do, 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 are they run running comp? Because that's, I mean, that, 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 that's a problem. <laughs> comp sucks.
1: We believe in Malika. I mean, I guess we could. I mean, I'm not going to say anything besides that. Uh, I, I really don't know enough about Malik to really make an insightful thing on it. It's I can C9. only
0: judge what I saw. And I, I saw very average gameplay, but he wasn't a 10th place team. So it's like, you know, that's kind of what, I what want, you expect there. I want, like, again, we, we get average. Like, at this point in time, I think that
1: there's a lot of situations with the, with the inability to be able to actually be pushed out of the league. I think you should actually start developing talent if your league starts falling apart because we're going to see a lot of these teams start, like, they're going to kind of almost be, after, like, at the the first six weeks or set five weeks of the season, they're going to be like, there's almost no way we can make the playoffs, so let's just start throwing these rookies in. I think that's what I like about this. We're going to have a lot more time to develop these rookies if they start throwing them in midway through the season. I think it's time for Wipo to hard carry Fnatic. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's the best player on Fnatic, so he's it's going to be kind of hard.
0: Maybe if he lets self-made play through.
1: <laughs> like, I, I think that he's, he's really – Kind of showing me a weird light about what he's doing right now. I think he really has a he has a different opinion on how league. I mean, league should be played on Fnatic than what most of his roster does. I really fans.
0: think Whipple is trying to be be the leader of the team now. Now that Reckless is gone, No
1: he matter wants to what take you that,
0: said. He wants to take that leadership role. I don't know if Whipple can be the leader on Fnatic. Uh, it just depends. Obviously, I mean, you with have Reckless, a lot of Le- I mean?
1: development roster. I mean, uh, no matter what you say, what, 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 what person have you been most impressed by? You talking about Cody son? I mean, Cody Sun came into the league instantaneously pretty decent. I don't know if it was development or anything. You could say it is. But, um, like, and then he went to Worlds. And honestly, it seems like there wasn't a lot of coaching because he actually completely fell apart mentally on that aspect of it. I mean, we could say a lot about the, the, the development scene, but they didn't develop someday. They didn't develop a few other players. He can't be a leader. I think he'll be Hillising. Hillising should be the leader. Like, their third team. When was their third? I don't even remember anymore. What was their third team? The who? Uh, I, I don't
0: know. No, he's talking uh, about hundred thieves next with like Kenvi and their their uh really good uh amateur. Are team. you talking about
1: this year specifically about their amateur team? Okay. Oh,
0: like but but I mean the problem with with the hundred thieves is like they didn't really develop those Golden Guardians players. That was done by Anero and all those other people though. So. so- Hillsing has big arms two times as... 100
1: these hoodies are fire. That's, like, like, that's what I'm going to say. They have some really... Good, no, that's not the only thing going for them. They have a really talented roster. But I agree. I think their color scheme is absolutely amazing on that team. 100 really Thieves do has like
0: really good, good apparel. I wish... I Every time I try to get a 100 Thieves jersey, it's always sold out. Actually I like, like how
1: Tele-TS, Team Liquid developed that IMT roster talent.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I, I mean, I th- I just think that one thing I want to say is a lot of people either put a little too much emphasis on rookie talent and they want to replace a whole roster if it's not going to get first place or at least like if if you if you start building talent, people can still start like kind of progressively get good after their first to second year. I mean, I think that people either tend to get up a little bit too easily or they just don't want to put like. Or they, uh, like they, they want to put in rookies instantaneously, or they just, like, honestly don't want to put them in fast enough? What, Eli, you guys? I actually has, peaked a
0: diamond. But, uh, has Hunter These ever made worlds? Yeah, they made it been. back in 2018. 2018, and they were real. pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not going to challenge you 3000 LP. You're a stud, Rebecca. Jesus. Re- Rebecca. Oh my God. No, I, I always oh. peek at. I always peek at challenger. I usually get offers from LCS teams. I usually have a ton of people retweet G- my tweet, uh, on my, on my tweet. Uh, and then, you know, usually I don't get a lot of offers, but th- this year I actually had some. offers. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. okay. You're going to have to emphasize that you're being
1: sarcastic because I don't think you really had a sarcastic tone that time. I'm the next ADC for Fnatic.
0: Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they are one of the teams with stealth. I'm not going to blame you
1: for anything. I mean, there's there's obviously some sort of, like, merit to what you said. They've obviously had a lot of good rookies coming out of that team, so I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm going to say, is it something extremely impressive to the point where I would say they have one of the best in the league? Probably. But at the same time, I don't think this is something – I wouldn't send them – like, if I had to pick a team out of, like, the Western scene, I wouldn't send them to there. Like, I'd probably send them to Cloud9. They have one of the best ones, but there's obviously better. Rebecca, they had, I mean, I'm mostly talking confident. about Cody's son. like, <laughs> honestly. I'm specifically talking about Cody Sun. I don't even know if they – he was on that team for the most part, so I, I assume that that counts as them developing him.
0: Wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. CLG, yeah. why would they grab Wild Turtle over Cody son? Maybe because that's – I Codison's, don't know. I, I, I would probably grab Cody Sun or Wild Turtle, though. I don't That's what I, I, would mean, I, I
1: don't know. I, I wouldn't really say anything about that. I don't really like either one of those ADCs, so I don't think you really do well.
0: I mean, you know, win you would, out I mean obviously, I think Cody Sun's the better one. You just choose Cody Sun. I mean,
1: Cody Sun shifts the team into a late-game scaling, where so is like if, if like Wild Turtle makes it to the point where you can actually have an early-game pop-off thing and you could be able to do something in the early-game. If you scale the late-game, the, the talent on the roster is going to make up the difference. You're not going to be able to win. Where so is if Wild Turtle pops off in the early-game, you might be able to win through that and cheese a few wins out of that. Like well, Cody Sun is obviously not an optimal player on a bad team. CLG is counter logic. They look for imported freaking Finn. I I don't understand that. <laughs> the, like, I literally feel like you have to purposefully make a bad team to be able to import Finn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Walter looked pretty decent this year. I just think that it's, it's the same thing I said with Cronstadt. It's like, he's a, he was a pretty decent ADC, but like, would you put him in the top five?
0: Actually, would I, does anybody believe in CLG? I think their roster is probably not going to make 10s. It's probably going to – their max CLG could hit is middle of the pack, like sixth, seventh place, probably G- barely making playoffs. That's what I see, you know. Uh, I'm so glad you guys took Finn. No take backs. <laughs> right. if, like, 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 okay, let's be honest here about Finn. What if Finn overperforms to expectation? He's like some licorice level top laner. I'm just saying if we take Finn, you guys have to
1: take solo next year. <laughs> that's all, that's, that's kind of how this
0: works out at this point. Hey, what if CLG's academy team takes solo, and if Finn underperforms, they they put in solo?
1: No Very shot. Awesome. I don't I, I mean, know. <laughs> Finn does suck from recently. I think that a rookie year was promising, so I don't want to say, like, I'm going to give up completely on him, but I just don't expect much. Do you guys know that there's room with that Uzi might come back because of his health issues are getting better? I'd love to see that. Uzi is still substantially one of the best ADCs in the world from when he quit. So it'd be a really, it would be exciting to see him come back. Wait out. a minute, I'd wait like, a minute.
0: If Jack could buy perks, what if Jack could buy Uzi?
1: Don't he cannot buy Uzi. <laughs> Uzi cannot be bought. <laughs> if Alfari on Tank Two, the reason they were able to buy him is because they traded off Licorice and like some of the other more cost-heavy players on the team to be able to like make up the difference in salary. They literally made the difference in the like millions of dollars that they got rid of what's his name to be able to make the buyout for perks. Uzi priceless, bro? I don't know. I mean, Uzi. the thing—the good thing about it is NA can offer more money because China has a China has a uh, salary cap now, so we can literally just offer more money than China can. Like we're we're the most in terms of just wealth inside of the scene. I think that NA is probably the highest now. Because I don't know. Specific.
0: I don't know. There, it's it. I. It's hard to say. Like I don't know. What, what team was it? R- right or now? RNG?
1: Yeah. Oh, are, are you, yeah. Hey, so a
0: oh no. no. <laughs> so like, um, if you guys have any more questions let him have it we're gonna go from the, about another 10 minutes and then we'll head out of here i think we covered pretty much everything didn't we reckless uh, yeah if you guys have any questions just start start throwing them. it could be all anything it, you don't Team
1: like he's overvaluing Santorin. i think so i, I think actually so. think
0: that if
1: a, a meta that kind of shifts towards like if dragon stabbing ever stops to be a thing if they ever kind of want to say hey this is really stagnating the game which it is and we don't want every
0: single uh, comp to be shifting around being able to kind of stack dragons I, I think that Santorin Centoran, like- doesn't offer Team Liquid's playstyle any upsides. Like he offers the same thing as I but he's just a lot more consistent and better at playing around laners. That's well,
1: he picked out. Yeah, I mean to be fair, a lot of people say that uh, uh, Chinese streaming services tend to over over the top push numbers inside of China, so people actually like it, it, it gives more uh more attention to the the sponsorships. Again, there's a lot there's a lot more leniency toward that. They want to get sponsors. So they actually just push the numbers on that specific aspect. Bro, help me. You're asking the wrong man for bro. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Rebecca, why don't you give me uh, your Twitter? Rebecca, why, why don't you follow uh, me on Twitter? And we, and we, and we, and we can do it hey, You know, how about I just link my Twitter can right you, can here we for just, you guys to watch? You know? Can we just go back to League Man? Wait, oh, wait, I I, I I, am shameless plugging on my own platform, which I'm allowed to do. Oh, my th- God, th- This is my Twitter if you guys want to follow me, actually. Also, oh, if you guys God. haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. He's such a sellout. <laughs> he, he can't. He doesn't have
1: the ability, and he doesn't even realize he's doing it.
0: But I'm just, I, I don't know. It really just, it just depend, though. really depends, honestly. Like, Uzi coming back, it makes RNG better. Like, Uzi, don't they have Betty right now? Oh, God. Um. Betty wasn't bad.
1: He's just not as good. I mean, I don't want this to just become a sweaty, like horny pack of men talking and chat at this point in time. So I don't want to keep doing this. Like, I think we should kind of, it's fun to make a joke every once in a while, but I think that we should kind of stop because it's just too over the top at some point. Do you think somebody like Jensen will stack up against Burks? I mean, I think one of the, one of the good qualities is the fact that Jensen actually can, for the most part, stack up against what I would say is spring split, spring split performance Burks. I think at the very least he stacks up moderately well. I think the Burks is still probably the better player, but, uh, to the No or is the league if still two dominant? Mids? Now we have a uh, we have Perks, uh, Jensen, and Power Evil as the top three. If, if say plays, I think that if he's playing well, he can be that. He can be another one that competes for that. Because again, if we look at it, even before he left for EU, he was competing for like he was he was actually doing extremely well against Caps in terms of just when he was on fire. And even in NA, he did that too. But I don't know how it's going to translate into recent. I think it's, it was a victim of Venero's memes tweets that was going to Golden Guardians. Apparently, he's on Team of Academy. I don't know, man. I, I mean, there's a lot of th- there's a lot of rumors circling around, and I don't really even pounce on it until I see Jacob Bull say something. Like once he says something, I think it's it's reasonable to say, "Well, Berg, EU players haven't done super well in NA." I mean, Jensen, oh. Jensen's EU. I mean we could look at a uh, Niski. He just, just also look split. At, well, I mean, we, just we could, to
0: play just He's not to play? mid
1: lane. Uh, no, he didn't say mid. You're right. Zven one. If we're looking at just purely EU players, we Santor one of us. Like, we can see a lot of players in EU actually did pretty well on like NA. It's about the long, long like how long they can survive on the NA just is totally different
0: because didn't Broxa come over and smash like they predicted.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that,
0: but uh I, don't I swear it, this man is brought up every single time Broxas did nothing.
1: <laughs> it just upsets me that uh I mean again I love Broxa and Broxa still I, I think whose camp's competition is EU Mids, uh Fevvin and Larson. Like, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Broxa was the best jungler NA's ever had, and Team Liquid wasted him, guys. You, you
1: think Hooney's him. manager should be good at this point? He's Hooney is literally his own manager. What? Hooney doesn't have a manager. He he, he, he um, This is what Hooney
0: did to a get a cool. spot on TSM. Hooney was like, oh, stop, Beerson. <laughs> yeah. I want to join your team. So Beerson and Hooney went, went, went into a room. Nothing else happened besides that. This is what happened. Hooney showed Beerson his Season 5 Fnatic highlights, and that's all he needed. Beerson was like, I have to have the guys, my top laner.
1: Cause I it's mean, like, he literally played against them. So I think he can look past that and be like, wow, this guy mm-hmm. literally fed for the past two seasons. <laughs> so I love Roxa. I mean, I think corpses is just a little too deep, but again, I heard it was like a medical thing. So I'm not going to be upset about that. I guess one thing is just a little too deep for me. Uh, Roxa was so Doa.
0: Like do mean, I, I can, I, I can guarantee. Huni showed Beerson in the season five highlights, and I was like, guys, you, you gotta, you gotta take me, please. Like I, I can be oh, at this. She level really, really good, actually. I agree. Humanoid really looks so really. They tried. Good. TSM tried to get humanoid, but Mad Lions just said no. They off, I think the rumor was like one million dollars for humanoid. Oh, I thought you were like Doa, like the 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 announcer.
1: I was like, why are you talking? What does that even mean? You're right. He was dead on arrival. No, Febham was good last year. Febham was pretty solid last year, and Larson is not as good as Caps, but he's still pretty solid. Like, I, I think that it's unfair to say all this stuff. Larson is a bit. Larson is not as Like, some people tried to say that he's one of the best mid laners inside of the Western scene, and I don't think that's the case. He's
0: one of the best mids in EU. I would say West right now. He has done yeah. nothing to prove himself.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. You don't know, have to prove yourself in my eyes. I just don't see he's like. I just don't see that he's that good right now. I think that it's going to take a little bit of time before he gets there. He still has the ability to, like, kind of, uh, you're not letting what go? <laughs> what is not being let go? I don't know. Larson is really good, I think, but I mean, do you really expect him to be caps? No one expects him to be caps. He's just not ever going to be that good. Like, he's not going to be that good. He doesn't have that talent. And expecting somebody, to, being upset when somebody's not caps is just going to disappoint you constantly. You're just not going to get too many of those. Like, you get capses every once in a while. You get perks every once in a while. You get, you get uh, expected. That's
0: what they every should do. It's just they if Fnatic make the finals against G2 in the uh, 2021 Split for the LEC, they should ban Zach so people has no charge of playing that. That was horrifying to see. Man, Straight by Solo killed like four times. That's insane, dude. I mean,
1: I just. Yeah. it wasn't the second best. Abadagi looked a lot better. I, I want to give credit. He wasn't the second best. I think. I, I really liked the the transition that uh, Humanoid and not. Like, Humanoid looked so much better towards the later half of the split. I, I'm just impressed by him for the most part.
0: And now um, going to have the best NA top laner broken blade coming over to wreck broken blade. I'm will smurf. For broken blade. What, if, literally... what if what if broken blade just smurfs on eu? That's not if, gonna happen if, because he's on shalke. But I'm saying, if
1: alfari couldn't smurf on eu, I don't expect broken blade too because they're really similar in play style. So I'm, I'm really, really smurfed on eu. I'm just that's what I'm saying. I didn't expect he didn't do it. 21 2021 g2 or 2021 c9, I think g2 is probably the better out of the two, but uh, oh, well, like, I don't I, expect.
0: We'll have to see. Wait. I I have to wait twice I see him play. Broken
1: wait. Blade is actually good, though. I mean, so is Alfari. I mean, I think that Broken Blade – It there there's debates whether or not he's actually going to be better or not. <laughs> guys, believe me. You,
0: you guys are a little bit underselling it. I think Broken Blade is going to do fine in the U if he has the right – Broken Blade has to play with the major. best jungler ever, Gilius. I mean, obviously, Gilius is the best jungler ever of all time. That's what he said but on he Twitter. play
1: amazing. with the shove tanks in them. I mean, I guess it's a it's a way to look at it. I mean, he he's play, just in. We can play there. everything, though. He can, but he doesn't play well constantly, and that's the big problem with football. I'm like, th- it's not really the problem. Isn't the chance they give him? It's the chance that he plays. Like, it's the it's the mindset he goes into the game with. Hey guys, I just woke up. F. I, I'm assuming you're from like like China or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's four p.m. here, so Mbappé is good. He is decent. Like, it's, it's undeniable. It's just like consistency is the problem with him. I'm a fanatic fan. Everyone is good after they get off TSM. That is 100% true. Santorin <laughs> became an actually decent jungler. We got um, like... Since actually,
0: Garen, since Garen actually became like an MVP.
1: Santorin was <laughs> on TSM for a little bit too to be fair. Yeah, coin coinflip. I agree with that. That's that's the big thing. It's like a Mickey we have a lot of AD, um, players that are like that. It's, he was saying it's coinflip too, but he, everybody still says he's one of the best supports inside of EU. Like I, think Bipo true-
0: is, I think Bwipo is good. The problem is that like Bwipo is not consistently always playing at his high level. That's the problem, except on Zach. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Can we just say having resurgence in Golden Guardians? I, mean, I think one big problem is mismanagement of all the players inside of CLG. CLG's coaching staff is one of the worst I've ever seen inside of the, the EU scene, I mean, the NA scene. I think what's actually just disappointing, Broken Blade is not going to smurf on EU Broken but I Blade, do... guys, you're going to hear first. Broken Blade is going to smurf on these EU trash cans. I did a bunch of like a <laughs> paper that I was supposed to be working on throughout the semester, but you know me cramming all into. That's exactly how I used to do it back when I wasn't dropping out, of, I, dropping out of college to be a plumber. Like, that's exactly how I used to do stuff. Uh, <laughs>
0: I think that, like, Broken Blade, he has to play with Gilius, Abadage, and I don't know who their balance is going to be. It, it, they have limits. So, I don't know. They they could be a Dark Horse team. Like, they, have, Shul- they have
1: Neon still, right?
0: They, they, I think he might be their AD carry. But, like, if Shaka could be a Dark Horse team, they could be. Oh, Shaka released uh, Forgiven off of his contract a few days ago.
1: Wow. Well, that was that kind of just... I'm not sure what's going to go on towards there, then. Forgive. I I'm just being reason. honest.
0: Like, guys, I'm being honest. Forgive us never get a good team after that. <laughs> He's
1: done. eight times. I bet money on Broken Blade not winning lanes eight times. Broken Blade is literally going to win lane well. The problem is the laning. It's, it's literally transitioning it to a playstyle that doesn't actually support. Like, again, you doesn't really support lane dominant.
0: Oh, g- Broken Blade versus Bwipo rematch. Let's go. Oh. We're already hyping things up. <laughs> He should be done.
1: Trust me, guys. The sky is the limit for players after TSM. He will smurf. <laughs> I, I,
0: you're, like, you're like the
1: anti-hype man. Every time somebody says something excited, he just comes in with like a no-shot no in no your <laughs> trash. And then it kind of hurts everybody's feelings. Everybody doesn't feel hyped anymore. Because Kravis Gafford, before the couple of tweets, were Golden his lineup being Niles, Blaze all stick A, and Newbie? Uh, is, is the Newbie problem- one from- Nubius from Latin America. He was like the best support uh, in Latin America. There, there was a there was a mid laner inside
0: of the scouting grounds with a similar name to that. I think. I I don't because like Golden Guardians roster. I think it's it might actually overperform. The problem with Golden Guardians roster is Six I think Six is not that good. But
1: Six A again. I'm I'm just gonna say maybe he was mismanaged. I don't expect it. He just played poorly. But like who knows? They might. They might because everybody is saying. Every single person I hear says. B- Whip is this? I mean not Bwipo, Sorry, uh, Stixy is the single best in house player I've ever seen. Like he always he always is the top of the ladder and then he goes on the stage and underperforms. The maybe there's something not unlo- getting unlocked from him behind the scenes. They maybe there was just Smoothie. Smoothie was good for a little bit, for like two seconds. Like at one point in time he was
0: good. He had like it's like I don't know. Like Narr- narratives change so quick on players. Like they're so good in everyone's eyes for like a minute, they they have like one bad split and they're just ready to give up on him so. Save
1: literally had one good performance his entire career. There's a nice little chat in here. It's 1 a.m. for me. Tired. See you. Have a good night, man.
0: Okay, if, you enjoyed, if you enjoyed what you saw here, then please subscribe. I sh- I'm pretty sure all you guys did, honestly.
1: Oh, you guys, wow. You're pretty if sure.
0: If, if you guys enjoyed the content you saw here today, then just hit, hit that big red button. It says subscribe. Whew. But, I don't know. We, we pretty much covered everything. I think a lot of people gotta understand. I I wouldn't see when a player leaves. is a, it, it, it It's like a trader thing. It's like, it's it's going to happen regardless. It's going to happen regardless that a player leaves a team at some point. Whether or not it's the right decision or the wrong decision, it just happens. You know? Like, at, at a certain point, Reckless was going to leave G2. At a certain point, Faker's going to not be on T1. Pearson wasn't going to be on t ten. i think he wasn't going to be on Cloud9. I, I don't know what you're
1: trying to justify at this point. No, no, Everybody's I'm just like, saying,
0: like, at a certain point, it happens where a, a certain player is not going to be on a team. Are you
1: trying to say that what he did isn't essentially— Essentially, what he's doing— is like saying if you join the army for like join the Olympics for a different country, it's essentially like they offer him a bunch of money and yeah, I can see why you did it, but you don't support this country or you don't support this team, and that's just what it is. And it's not his fault; it's nothing wrong with what he did. But fanatic fans can see that and they're upset because again, they're fanatic fans and he's not a fanatic supporter. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with what he did. There's also nothing wrong with being upset with them. Like the, both of them are justified. It's not a big deal. That's how that's how sports work. No one's anybody who's going over the top being like, I'm just going to go beat him up in the parking lot after his game is a little bit over the top. It's like going from Barca to Real Madrid. You know what? I wish I wish I watched soccer. I know
0: enough about them to know that both of those are teams, but that's all I know. <laughs> it's like going from the Lakers to the Celtics after the Celtics beat you in the finals, the equivalent. No, but I mean, hey, like if you can't beat them, join them. Like how, this is how, how I would word this. Life is too short to be going about, to be thinking about what other people think about you. So, like, if Reckless wants to win, the only thing people will remember in years to come is what he won. So, by him going to G2 and winning, that's the only thing people are going to matter. All this other shit people are talking about it's not going to matter. The only thing people are going to remember is him winning. Let's be fair, the, and that's let's look at it like this. Let's
1: look at it like this. A good comparison right now is KD going to Golden State Warriors right now. People actually value KD's... KD's rings less even though he got them because if you look at them he got them on a team that had already won over about 70 games went on to a team like that and made it unstoppable. Like you can say whatever you want super teams rings are valued less and that's just how it works. That's just how things work if you go to it. Like I think he doesn't have a better opportunity and he wants to win worlds and that's just what it is. There's nothing wrong with what he's doing. I've been watching y'all for a long time and sometimes when I want to search up your channel because I forget the name yeah I, I don't yes I because he changed it like yeah. when I left the channel he changed it to way of life. That's probably I don't know if you were there for that, but
0: oh, I only see no, him. Did you probably it, it's I just, yeah? It's I don't a know, masterful. like it, it just depends. Like I don't know, like all all but all, all of all of those things are like intangible things that you you can't really like. It's really intangible. Out. No, but like when 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 you're talking about those things specifically, those are things that are gonna happen regardless of you leaving. Like what people are gonna remember years to come and legacy is what you did to win. Yeah. I mean, I- like people calling him traitors and all stuff. It doesn't really matter though. What are you, matters are you is trying he, to
1: say that people don't actually think about this stuff in the future. When he that's wins, not
0: true. When, when he wins, that's all people are going to think about. Really not. It's I mean. This, fair, here, fair, let, fair. let me give you. an example, people, but I've people, seen do this. Do people still bring up Caps leaving Fnatic after he won MSI? And he's done really well. Not really. You see a lot of people bring it up. But it's not. I
1: mean, I mean, a lot of people are still upset with him. It's not true. But no, I but mean, no one really
0: brings it up to the extent though. Like people forget all things if they win. The reason that it's not
1: that big a deal is because EU still hasn't won a world. So it's not like he's going on to a team that's already won worlds and just winning another worlds. It's just, if you look at it in the scope of EU, he's going on to a team that's already dominating an EU and went on and made them even better. Like it's not, it's not unfair to say that people value uh, super teams rings less. It's also not the like unfair to say that he wants to win. Like I think Fnatic could have won. I think that they just didn't have as good as like they, they all around had slightly worse players. But I think with a, they had a better idea of how to play the game, in my opinion. I think that Fnatic just had that up on G2 last year. Um, I think they could have won. I mean, I'm not a Fnatic fan. I'm just, I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not a Fnatic fan. I'm not a G2 fan. I really don't care, regardless.
0: Oh, well, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be amazing smacking you guys around the finals 3-0 with our new AD carry Reckless. But, you know, hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. You know, I love banter. I, like having a, I love having a difference of opinions. I like having people, you know, challenge what I'm saying. These are always... Great things. Oh, uh, We got about two minutes here. So you guys want to ask any more questions for about two minutes then we're going to head out because I got a good
1: thing I need to do. 4.17 p.m. What a weirdo. What a freak. You don't have <laughs> a scheduled time to end it. Specifically at 4.17 he's in. We're
0: going to hang out and go to the bars after this. What are you talking about?
1: IG is selling Ning. Saw it on Twitter just now. I mean it's a good idea. I mean I think that one of the weakest points was Ning because he's so inconsistent. It's not about selling him mostly. is the fact that they just need a new jungler in
0: general. He's literally just a Chinese blabber
1: i wouldn't say that because he's actually good besides other things like when he's on he's rebecca, just rebecca
0: rebecca i will bet you ten dollars usd you guys are getting smacked around the finals you are getting smacked around the regular season well, let's be honest here with reckless at our helm we're gonna take you out like hey it's always good being second place you're just you're remembered you're just not the winner but <laughs> how long is it going uh we're gonna go for about, about another 10 minutes
1: Actually. No, he did not say that. He said, "How long is your ding dong?" He didn't about, say how long about, your, are you doing. About don't nine inches. It. Don't say that. Don't what say. What do you it. mean? Yours is nine inches too. Stop it. No, oh my God. stop. I don't like. I don't know who's fan to be. You don't have to be anybody's fan. Obviously, I think the one thing I like about League is the fact that it's genuinely enjoyable to just kind of go around and watch actually intensively fun games. And I honestly, I was like, this team should win, so I actually expect. I want them to win. <laughs> like if buddy. I think a team oh, should kid. win, I, I I enjoy rooting for them but I don't really support any team. I don't care about that stuff. I'm not really gonna put myself behind that, but like, that's a good way to look at the league. Like, honestly, there's no reason to specifically cheer for a specific team, but. Uh, I mean, I, I
0: think it's so, like if you, if you like that org and you like and you like like the players, they probably. The, but Caps will join. They for they that. Do this, but they do this in traditional sports, though. People like the orgs and they stay with them. That's just how. I'm it not works. saying
1: it's not normal. I'm just saying you don't have to. TSM yeah. question Huni is questionable. Everybody is literally questioned to his TSM Huni like it's just something you have to question jesus man Ah, oh my god but i don't know player players do you, you like for no good reason i've literally i don't know if anybody knows this but i have a big old fetish for piglet i've always literally every single time somebody's trash piglet i've just completely like i always argue with that and piglet is one of my favorite players and if he was on another team i'd
0: love it because uh- i still think he's
1: extremely talented
0: Mine's is Jensen. I think a lot of people underestimate Jensen and a, a lot of things he's ever produced for his teams. And I, any potential someone's like, Jensen's not good. Yeah, I, I got it. Who's ever guys done guys that? He's right
1: literally team. normal people put him at top two constantly.
0: Follow, or, or Sneaky too. Like a lot a lot of people like to like downgrade Ray, but Sneaky always brought to Cloud Nine because he had like a few bad splits and it's like, I'm not taking away his entire career because you like are just so blind with two bad splits of his gameplay. It's, I I don't do that. I look at the whole thing though. And I think that a lot of players if you play if you play for so long, you have outliers in your splits. you you have that split where you do bad. Like and I think people marginally overblue his last splits to the point where it's like you know. Hated on only because Anos compared him to... No one's hated on... Jensen's
1: literally been considered a top two mid laner since he's came. I'm talking, yeah, about interna- he's like... he's,
0: I'm talking about when it comes to like international play. Because Do he's not you? as good as the international competition, and that's just uh, a fact.
1: It's just, it's not really underestimating. He's just not as good as Knight. Stay loyal to your team, Milos. <laughs> hey, Rebecca said it. Milos, you gotta stay loyal. Bro, Reddit is full of Jensen haters. Right? Reddit, Reddit is full of every single human being on the planet. Because I only saw his career in it. He was good in NA. Literally 2015, Pigley was the single best <laughs> no, ADC in the, no, Kim, league. He's gonna go on an the Oh no. He was literally the single best ADC in the entire league. And then everybody's like, oh, you know what? He didn't he didn't win. And it was the reality is the fact that they didn't have a team. Literally everybody fell apart around him. And then 2016, Dardok literally threw a tantrum and just completely dumpstered the team, even though they had a lot of talent on the team. Kind of trash. I won't even accept that. I won't accept that as, as a statement because it's not true. It's literally never been true. Piglet was extremely good. Even on even on Clutch Gaming, I think he was extremely... Like, there, there were a few wins at the beginning of the season. He sort of out-DPSed everybody. He made a few bad plays, but for the most part, he was still the single best player on that team for quite some time. <laughs> the only literally... I told literally,
0: you, Sad sandys he's going to go on hours about this. It's, it's just... It's not hours. It's just like, I, I hate when... Uh, no, that's fine. No, like, okay, if I'm being uh, honest here, some of the TL rosters, he was on were really bad, like, Rainover, Lorlo, Matt, Piglet, and Golden Glue. That's that's a pretty bad roster. It was crazy how people had them top four. I was like, what the hell? So, he's had bad rosters around him for Piglet. I, I, I just think that he's he played bad... He played bat that season. He di- he played with Matt in season seven. Okay, do well, you know what? I will
1: agree. I think that one of the most pro- one of the biggest problems with Bigly is just how emotionally weak he is. That's always been his big thing. Loyalty, not your gender. Plus, what does that mean? I don't understand that. I I don't get what that. I, I must have misunderstood that. But uh. Piglet is kind of washed is just I feel like you're doing it just to spite me so I'm not going to really I'm not going to go off on that tangent. I don't believe you. I don't believe you actually think that. I think you're just, just joshing me or something so I'm going to leave that alone.
0: But yeah, ima- Imagine internet context. I, I don't know how to read.
1: Like, honestly I'm just I'm, my,
0: my eyes are filled with tears. He's because an actual he said, old man. He's I, my eyes are blurred with tears because
1: he said that about the, the Piglet, so I can't really the see which best eighty
0: carry North American history of all time. Who's never made a final? I'm gonna say right now. Of course, I like Piglet. I don't know if you're really
1: serious. <laughs> He's trolling so hard. Next a girl, I don't know, man. I don't have any loyalty either. I'm i I'm, I'm not a girl. I don't think. So. Hey,
0: hey, like. I think one of the biggest problems.
1: You don't, you don't though. But uh, one of the biggest problems I have with that is the fact that I actually think pig peak Piglet is one of the best ADCs of all time in NA. You got to find the good girls. I, don't know, I always, I'm I always. To dated say.
0: The, hey, I'm just saying, I always dated the girls that like getting tossed around during sex. But that's that's a different discussion, obviously.
1: But uh, oh my
0: god,
1: you know, are um... <coughs> you're, you're a good girl. No, I'm a bad girl.
0: Not oh my a good god, girl. he likes getting spanked, and That's what I do. <laughs> I'm just
1: <laughs> I think all around this. Why didn't Fnatic get crown shot? I mean, Fnatic didn't. Okay, let's look at it like this. Fnatic is essentially. Looking to be competing. And again, as, as good as Crown is, he's still like fifth or sixth best ADC in the league. Not you, bro. I said me, bro. That's why I was good with that. I'm including myself in that conversation. Coming to the left <laughs> side of the There ain't no
0: left side. There's nothing going on. D- d- there's don't no- don't listen to him, guys. There's a reason why he's mean to me. I I, I, I call him Thorn outside of this. He's always mean. I'm saying right now. Be nice.
1: It's like it's like when uh when Frieza's little his little radar broke when he was trying to measure power levels. That's literally what you just did with the left side. You're not reading it properly. <laughs> but Piglet didn't want to win NA, so was he really He was so good. He didn't win N A because he, was he literally
0: was just season five. No, he wasn't Oh my god, you, I'm actually just going to have a stroke. I'm no, You're the season he had, season he had right Golden now. Glue, the season he had Golden Glue with Lorela Miranda where he was not that good. I'm that literally going to drive to your house right now and fight <laughs> you. Like, I I li- don't even live that far. I literally live five minutes away guys, from you. Guys, guys, if he comes to my house, he's going to bring a girl, and that's going to be kind of scary. Okay, but. that
1: won't happen. <laughs> I'm not bringing my mom with me over there. But oh uh god. I think
0: but piglet like it's
1: it's middle over piglet i love that i really liked mid piglet that one thing where he actually just dumpstered jensen that was the best game i've ever seen in my life and Ooh. never
0: after that what was what was that <laughs> no was, you're fine what happened? piglet, piglet is a god in Pig, no double lift
1: actually when when prime piglet was happening double lift actually was like down like 300 gold in laning phase because he actually just got dumpstered by Piglet. If we're talking just what in the context of season... If we're talking I'm just not just talking... Product. I'm context in everything. He did in season 6, too, until he got replaced. Like, hold on. He won an A so often. What is he doing, Timothy? Like, actually,
0: <laughs> It's not even Timothy. It's Timon. Dude, okay. I'll be honest about Piglet. They got so close to beating CLG. If it wasn't for that double TP with, with the ward all the way back in like season... Was it season 6? Was it season 6? Yeah, it was season 6. When freaking... Um, they double tp on that Ward. he could have okay. made the finals he, he never made, made made a finals he's only played in like third place matches and he's lost the third place matches too. You guys did- no he's won one of them he's went one on one third place matches
1: no you br- like CLG best team what you talk about I don't agree with that I don't agree with that I because think they're not that. as bad have- as you they, they,
0: they're they're on a middle of the pack team I would say they'll be on a I middle of the pack team
1: I, I don't even know why I took that seriously. He was obviously joking and I just like I'm so like just kind of emotionally strained right now. I just, just took that as like he was being serious with me. I know you were joking. I don't know why I thought that. Retired after that world's performance. It is not a confirmed fact he's actually considering it. It's what what a lot of sources are saying. It's like I don't want to be playing on this team because when he's on it is actually something somebody said earlier. So I don't know if it's a fact. Like I don't know what's going on with this team, but I expect like it, it is an expectation for this team right now that this is actually what's going to be going on is that Doublelift might retire and they're going to have to play around another ADC, which I mean, would I mean, leave them I mean, with less, with one less. Like he, they might have to import somebody. I don't know what ADC would they get at this who point. Who do you think they I mean, should
0: uh, get? Because Doublelift would, would would have kind of screwed them in the offseason because FlyQuest have Johnson. Stacey yeah, that's what I'm saying. To dig, he he, he made to too dig, late. Lost. Went to EG. I, he you know, does it, the, like that. That's actually some bullshit. If he says I'm retiring, they had they they got no one. Everybody's already been
1: picked up at this point. Can you guys explain to me how does Hooney still have after what he did in Academy? Because See, he's he popped off of the I'll playoffs.
0: It. I'll explain it and again. That's all it is. He went into Bjergsen's apartment and he showed him his season five highlights. I guarantee you, he looked good in
1: seasons five through seven. Let's be real. Like,
0: oh, and did. six. He he showed him his season six immortal highlights where they were, were just dominating North America for the 2016 Spring Split for the LCS. And after that, Bjergsen's like, I gotta have this guy. He didn't. It's not like Bjergsen played with this guy literally this year, but. You know, what is,
1: is there? What is that? I don't know. I, I I think season five was the best season. I agree with that. was my favorite season to watch, too. I think there was a lot of excitement from every single region besides maybe NA because NA was just actually terrible that season. Doublet is not confirmed to do anything yet. He's still. It's still oh, kind of a, Okay,
0: might as well bring it up then. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll go and show you guys right now because I know a lot of people are asking about that. Let me go ask you right now. This, this will be the last thing because I really do got up. Is there great. a deadline for roaster pickings?
1: I don't think so. I think roasters are on the table for the rest of the Ro- year. <laughs> <All> right, Rebecca, <laughs> what the? No, no, I think that oh God, there's God. no deadline for. Right, because again, there's a deadline later there's on towards dead- the mid half of the season is when there it's going to happen. A-
0: there's a deadline towards like it, there there's an imaginary deadline for picking up all the good free agents. No, no, no. Again, but, what happens? I don't know if it's still the same in the night. What happens is towards the
1: middle half of the season. Roster a, locks.
0: It, roster locks, right? A roster. It's essentially yeah.
1: when when this begin like middle half of the season starts. I don't know if it's going to happen. What's going to happen with this uh this uh, whole mega split? But they split it to where you can't pick up players anymore. I'm a girl, what do you think? I don't know. I'm not you're just calling everybody out to be sexist right now. Just putting what? everybody on the spot.
0: Rebecca, I'll send for you. you know, don't like I got you back. I want oh fight you. All right. Jacob Wolf says uh, sources, two separate deals between TSM and evil geniuses, one that would send loss to evil geniuses and another for Huixs join TSM. Both agreed to verbally Monday night, maybe in jeopardy as TSM's roster is uncertain, particularly around Double's future. then he has a follow-up tweet. The flux comes as TSM are struggling to nail down former suiting support Swordart, who they close, who they were close to a deal with, but may fall apart due to immigration and payment issues. Per sources, Dublif wants to play with a top, top foreign support and may not play otherwise. Follow-up tweet: that leaves both teams in an awkward spot. Evil Geniuses still have Huni, plus a verbal agreement with Impact, but no AD carry with limited North American and Oceanic. Options. Meanwhile TSM may not have a top laner, no support, and may have lost and may have to use loss as they're starting a carry. Yeah. Then follow up tweet, chance that both deals go ahead as originally agreed to shortly after the open of the league's free agency window on November sixteenth.
1: Mean, there's really that really doesn't give us anything. That doesn't solve our problem. We still don't know what's gonna happen. That just says there's some things in jeopardy. I'm um, on top of the fact uh, my like I, I think that one big problem I have with that is that they're like uh if i level i do it myself i'll be your lulu if need what are you talking what is going on so it's nice just honestly i'm about to uh i'm about to make an eu account and i'll give you my snapchat if you boost me to like
0: silver because i have really high <laughs> I, um, I i give you guys my snapchat i i post a lot of sexy pictures he does on not that.
1: i think all around i think one of the biggest problems i'm going to have with this is the fact that double actually waited too long to say that uh he wanted to uh not potentially like be a part of the next season which is actually kind of goofy like, I think that's one of the biggest problems I'm having with this right now is the fact that if you'd done it at the beginning of the season, they might have been able to get grab, like, Johnson or something. But now they're waiting until the later half of the season. It's like, what options do they have at this point? And what options do they have at this point to be able to pick up uh, – to be able to pick up, uh, like, the, the pace? They, like, they, have,
0: they, have, they have no one to pick up. If he were – let, 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 let's say if he decides to take the first part of the 2020 season off. They got no one to pick up unless you're just – at that point, you would have to potentially – you will, well, they said they, 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 they would play Lost, but they don't have a support nor a top laner. They would have to play, like, their academy top laners. They'd be playing, like, Dolkla and their academy so, – no, they don't have, have a support because Treats Treat went to SK Gaming. That Oh, ooh, ooh, double if you're – that's kind it's, of not a good thing. That's that's actually a dick move. I agree with that. That's actually a dick
1: move. Me boost who to very low i don't know what's going on she's
0: she, she talking about you when she said you need someone to boost you in eu solo queue i
1: have like 300 pings so if you can get me out of bronze i would be impressed i would that was <laughs> actually make you a superstar in my mind i think all around i think that i'm just i'm just really upset with uh uh double lifts at this point in time. like it's just the worst possible time to do it for like tsm is not going to be able to develop a good team at this point because they just don't have like the player base they just don't have um, the uh Wow, and I, and I just I live in California, and EU is on the other side of the country. Like it's just it's it's far. I mean, I don't actually know what ping I have. I am actually gonna make an EU account just to see, but I don't expect it to be good. But um, I think one big problem I have with this
0: is like doing that. What 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 options do they have? What, what they can't get lost. They can't no, get... they, they they would get lost because the verbal deal would fall through. So they would have lost to ADC, but they would have no support and no top laner.
1: No, they were good in 2016, and I think that's one of the best Western teams of all time, as much as people don't want to say it because they didn't succeed. I still think that was an incredibly talented roster that just didn't pan out. It's another thing I want to say is that, like, honestly, people like to look at things in retrospect and see that success didn't actually pull off, and in reality, there was a lot. There was actually, when they were playing at peak performance, I think they were a really good team. Played bad at Worlds, DL... D, DL. Yeah, doublelift destroyed the team. I don't know. They all play terrible. I think there was there was not a leader in there to be kind of take hold of the conversation and keep them with a.
0: If you watch that TSM Legends episode, holy shit, that was a that was a shit show on TSM. There was no way they weren't going to go zero. Six. I mean, just,
1: that Cloud9 roster was just honestly, I'm going to say it right now. I was not that impressed with them. I think that oh. whole entire season was such a drastic change from the Gaston, like the previous one. No one was ready for that shift in dynamic. EU adapts really fast. China has a really good like player base so that was fine for them but again and they were already used to this kind of weird play style but no one played the game the way it was played until they got into worlds and just no one was ready for it. I, I was not impressed with cloud nine i just I, di- I didn't think they were that good i don't like to go off results i don't think they were better than season 60 sm i still don't think that it was even close like all around i think that like th- there was the big pro like team liquid got to msi final. I, i'm still not like again i'm not i'm not gonna say that they were the best team at like like the team ever, I do think they had a lot of talent, and I think they had extremely high ceiling that they sometimes reached. I, that's why, again, I'm saying I don't go based off Turner's results because that's just a way to just use results just to justify what you're saying. Like it's not wrong; it's a, it's 100% reasonable what you're saying because if they can't perform on the stage, what's the point of saying that they're good because they didn't show it? And I don't disagree with that either. I'm just saying what I saw from what I like, what I like experienced watching Cloud Nine, I mean TSM. 2016, I was 100% impressed. But, um, th- th- again, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to, like, rag on anybody. There's no reason to think that TSM is good if you didn't.
0: I mean, I, w- I would say best NA team ever. Like, you yeah, got to kind of factor that TL roster. You to factor in how big of an upset that, that actually was for Team Liquid. Like... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that it's,
1: it's unarguable the best TSM roster, I mean, a, NA roster. I just think it's very... They did achieve nothing. And, and it's a good reason. Like, honestly, you don't think of Charles Barkley as the best power forward of all time when he had a lot of talent because he didn't get any rings. That's really diminishes some people's things. And it's something, is a really justifiable reason to say, this guy's just not that good because he didn't do this. And I, I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's not the way I look at stuff. It's specifically, I don't care. I just look at what they achieved during the season and their level of play. And then I leave. Want to bet on G2 winning worlds? What, what do you want to bet? I'll make an EU account, so I'll buy
0: you a skin if you want
1: me to do that. Um, I'll buy you whatever skin you want. Guys,
0: I love G2, but I'm being honest here. The expectations of them winning Worlds is not going to happen. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's not going to happen. So this is what you're telling me if G2 would win Worlds. You're telling me that China and Korea would not produce a Worlds-caliber team. That's what you were telling me. And they have, China's got three slots, and so does, no, China has four slots, and LCK's got three. L, I, I, here, I'll, I'll say this here Dragon X looked really strong. If Dragon X didn't face Damn One, they probably might have made a pretty good run at Worlds. Who, who knows? I, I just don't think the expectations to win Worlds should be placed upon G2 without, first of all, without seeing games. Then you're also expecting China and LCK not to produce a world Class team. It's not going to happen. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest here.
1: I mean, I think there's a, there's a read, like, Rebecca, honestly, that
0: doesn't, Rebecca, that doesn't, doesn't count. That doesn't count for
1: nothing. You don't, you can't say that. It's not that about does. whether or not the competition was hard. It's it about is. the fact that, no, it doesn't. It, it's it's about the fact that it was considered the first world championship.
0: It's really the only thing that matters. You know what? Who won the very first uh, World world League series? I mean, everybody. I, I don't, why would I look that up? I don't know who won. I'm just,
1: just asking Off questions. the who top won? of my head, 12 who years won? ago, I don't know who won. And everybody still considers that league.
0: You're asking me some weird, crazy I'm just, questions. No, I'm just saying, who won the very first NBA championship ever? Who, why would I no know that? No one cares. On the of That's the point, though. No one cares. Like, it doesn't count.
1: It does count. It just means that I don't know trivia off the top of my head because I'm not a nerd. I'm a nerd, but I'm not that
0: kind of nerd. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that if you, it, like, no one even considers winning those, like, they, don't, they just don't count. Like, it means nothing. Like, China didn't have a server, neither the Korea. They didn't plan the event.
1: Who won last? I'm an. That's actually like it, it's a good way to think about it. Like, where do you make the cutoff at this point in time? Would you make it? It's a self dictator Most lineup, people right? consider
0: season two is when it started. It seems like it's just a. a it wasn't a even the Summoners. It wasn't even called the Summoners Cup. It
1: doesn't matter. They consider it season one worlds, and that's why it's season eleven now. And at this point in time, season one was when Fnatic played. Like, we can't just take it away because we don't think the competition was hard. Because that's just how history works. They won a world championship, and regardless of whether but or not, but you know it wasn't hard. You could see it. It doesn't matter if it wasn't hard. It doesn't matter if
0: it was not as hard as now. You know why like, it doesn't matter? Because if you can't replicate what you did before, then it doesn't matter. Because you only did it once, and that's a fluke essentially. But you still it doesn't
1: matter. Like honestly, if I won world championships and then I just never even won a game in my like of solo queue in my life, I still won a world championships. I still have the ring to prove it. That's just all that matters. It's like the Roman Empire. I love the Roman Empire. Don't even talk. About it. <laughs> One hey of guys. Most interesting- that's just that. That's just how I see things, you know. But that I, is actually way you think about it. Like, actually, no, they straight up did have competition. They had to fight. Uh, man, I can remember the old good old the, TSM uh,
0: with Reginald. The,
1: the Punic Wars and all that stuff. They had a lot of competition, uh, like the the Roman Empire had. Let's not let's not act like that. But at the same time, like I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think that it's not about the competition level. It's about the history, and that's just that was later. I agree. They didn't have competition on the Italian Peninsula. That's fair enough. But uh. I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it's 100%. I think it counts. But it's a world champion. If only half the world plays, it doesn't count. I mean, that's also a decent way to look at it. I mean, I, it's trying to bounce that Buffstead, trying to bounce. No, but... no,
0: no, no. No, like, no, Rebecca, what I'm saying is, like, that's the benefit of just playing first, though. That That isn't really, like, okay, so
1: if yeah. I went
0: and I won Season 1 Worlds, that's the benefit of just being there first, though. That's, that's not a benefit of, like, not, isn't really, uh, it's hard to really say, though. Them winning season one worlds has had no merit ever. been I mean, they've never been able to even replicate winning a world championship after that because the competition has gotten so much what better. What does that matter? Tell me matter? why that. Why because does that? matter. winning. All right. So let's say you win one championship in, in your life, right? Yeah. There's, there's a me- reason. There's a reason why multiple championships are valued more because you've done. I'm not world saying it's not valued down.
1: more. Everybody values the world championship the one the least. But there's a re- but there's a
0: reason why Fingers considered the best because he's won three. Yeah, I mean, he's replicated honestly, his success more than once, though. That's that's kind of why, but I don't I mean, understand
1: how that matters. Like I don't understand how competition. TSM lies. one, I,
0: I wouldn't count it either. Fuck, I wouldn't count it TSM one either.
1: I I don't like honestly, the the reason that I don't think that Cloud Nine like I didn't think that like Cloud Nine was that good in two thousand eighteen, but I would I don't take away their two thousand I don't take away their semifinal appearance. Like it still counts. I just don't think the competition was that stiff that year because they got into a pretty decent. Like everybody <laughs> was a. <talent laughs> you yeah. murdered Rio. I mean, it, it is actually like honestly, without that play, a lot of people wouldn't actually. It's really what hype. No, there's a lot out. of them. There's a lot of them. pop Past that one, that central play he did. I'm there's not trying to against... say it's not true. It's just like that's what he. That's what people do. It's what people kind of hype themselves up. And honestly, I agree. I, I have the tendency to talk over people. I try not to. It's just how I've always done it. So. He doesn't call me out on it, which is why it gets bad. Like, he just kind of lets me talk over him, and then I get worse and worse, so... No, it's fine, because we're, we're going out to dinner after this, right? I'm not going to dinner with you. Oh, do you need yeah. food? I
0: kind of want to get food after this, honestly. Oh,
1: great. I'll some. It's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you want a hug? No. It's not about the level of competition. It doesn't count, because it's called World Championship. So you have to be beaten the whole world. I don't know, man. I mean, so I, I think... Literally,
0: two of the best regions to ever win World Championships after think... then weren't even at the competition that's why i said it's the it's not that it doesn't count in the it counts in the grand scheme of things because it counts towards history what i'm talking about it doesn't count in terms of an accolade because you have the literal best two regions after that winning everything so that's the they, they, it's just a benefit of playing the game first like i don't think that really matters toward, in the grand scheme of things I mean, it matters in terms of history You you, what, you could yeah it it only matters towards history that's probably history history. is what
1: everybody no one's saying that world one was as hard as worlds two like no one ever says that i don't think i've ever heard that argument i don't think anybody's really tried to attempt to make that argument what everybody's saying is the fact that if you look at world championships you still have to talk about like season one worlds that's just what people do like you just have to
0: mention it it's just kind of if you guys start saying Fnatic should have won 2018 worlds then we got a problem there because that's just crazy but that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys for all being here. Like every video put out. The um So after the off is over. So I'm going to make a few announcements before I before we leave. So don't leave yet. So after the off-season is over. I'll have more individual content. Uh, based around like the teams and the rosters. And what I think personally. You'll have like C9. A dedicated C9 video. G2 fanatic video. That's kind of what my offseason content is. Because I know after the off is over. There's going to be like a dry period. Where like people aren't going to be putting stuff out. I, I already have what I'm going to put out. Um, The C9 fan cast and Rift Insights should be still able to, to to continue. You have the power rankings we, we we could do. We could talk about periods in league's history where we have, like, we, we could have a full discussion on, like, Worlds 2014 when we started, Worlds 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You know, um, those are things yeah. that I am talking about right now. So, yeah, those are my off-season I'll, I'll, I'll plans. And, and that's kind of it. Do you have any things you want to say before we head out? He said, "How are you about to
1: call yourself a championship when you did it?" And I, I live in my mom's basement, and I, my mom still calls me a championships, a champion. So what about that? Lone Lone Milo EU is me. If you want to add me and lose LP, my man Satsin, thank thank you. Like he's you're in a get- basement,
0: little Apple basement. Does that count? Like, oh yeah, baby. All right, that's pretty much right. it. See you guys later. Like, comment, subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. Thank you to everyone who's been here. shout us to Milo, Sadson, Story, Rebecca, Tim. You guys have been here all the time. Uh, who else is here? No, you guys have been consistently here. You know, Satstin, stories, Rebecca, Milo, and Tim. You guys have been here all the whole time. Holy shit! Yeah. I want to. All right, man. Peace, Peace out, guys.
1: It. Hold on a sec.
0: Sign out. Peace.